0: brought to you by the chicago clubhouse and the 1252
1: sports chicago network what we've done over the last couple weeks is we've uh, built profile tapes for each position and what we did was uh offense defense and kicking we built those tapes and then we went in with ryan and the scouting staff and we sat there for hours and talked about each position So everybody's on the same page in terms of what we're looking for for each position. Um, You know, we did the same thing with free agency. We're doing the same thing with the draft. It's constantly working together to make sure we're on the same page.
2: I'm on the page. I'm with it right now. JB, I know you're feeling a little differently. (laughs) Welcome everybody in to Bears fans with a brain. I am your host, Alan Bradcher, and is with me as always with JB. Warwick has family issues tonight, so we're all praying for him right now, Warwick. Your hearts are with us, buddy, but we gotta get cracking with this, guys. Let's get going. So first and foremost, a little birdie told me that there's some news in Chicago right now. Let's take a look. Hi, everyone. I'm Bridget Condon from the NFL newsroom with some breaking news that we bring you here today. Khalil Mack is on the move. The Bears and the Chargers are finalizing a deal that would send the star pass rusher here to Los Angeles. We welcome in Tom Pellicero. Tom, what can you tell us exactly about this deal?
3: Well, Bridget, my understanding is this trade came together Pretty quickly, there's familiarity between Khalil Mack and Chargers coach Brandon Staley, who was Mack's linebacker's coach back in 2018 in Chicago. This deal now is agreed to. It's going to involve a second-round pick in the 2022 draft and a sixth-round pick in 2023 going to the Bears for Khalil Mack. Of course, that's a fraction of the price of what the Bears paid when they got Mack From the Raiders several years ago, he's 31 years old, coming off a season-ending foot surgery, but still a highly productive pass rusher and somebody that Brandon Staley knows really well. Now Mac joins a team where he doesn't even need to be the number one pass rusher. He'll play opposite Joey Bosa there. His contract calls for him to make $17.75 million this season, including a $5.5 million roster bonus that is due next week. In As far as any uh, potential tweaks to that contract, we'll see exactly how that comes together, but the terms are now agreed to Khalil Mack about to be an L.A. Charger, Bridget. And this is what they have now with the Khalil Mack trade. They got a
2: 2022 second-round pick, which I believe now is the 48th pick in the draft, a 2023 sixth-rounder, and the Chargers actually take the entire contract, J.B., which means that All the Bears have now is a 24 and a half, I think, million-dollar cap hit for this season. And then they're free and clear. So, JB, tell me what you think about this. (laughs) So,
1: on one side, we can go back to, I want to say you and I had a discussion with some of our colleagues maybe maybe about two months ago, maybe a little more, right? And it was one of those, do we retool or rebuild conversations? Yes. Well, now I think we have our answer that this is definitely rebuild and not retool. When you have a cornerstone player, future Hall of Famer like Khalil Mack, and you let him go, that that's telling. Because now it's like nobody's untouchable, right? Maybe oh, I'm sorry, Justin Fields and Darnell Mooney are probably the only <laughs> untouchable people right now. But, again, around here, we, don't, we like to take the red pill and we don't like to put the cart before the horse. What are you really giving Eberflus to work with if all we're going to do is get a bunch of draft picks? Obviously, the cap money is, is a great thing, but just because we have the cap money doesn't mean that those free agents are going to want to sign here. A lot of people don't want to sign for a rebuilding project, especially those high-caliber people that want to win. And now I'm looking at some of our like upcoming moves. Yes, we can get draft capital. Yes, we can pick players for needs in the future. But are we okay with going three and 14? Are we okay at going five and twelve? Because you know, when you start rolling like that, trying to rebuild, sometimes that's when coaches heads roll. Yeah. And if they're not playing competitively, is Ibrahim the guy? Is he just a guy in waiting right now? Is he almost a like a John waiting? Fox
2: kind of was. Correct. Whenever Correct. they brought in Brian uh, Pace.
1: Correct, and then I wonder too. That makes me that makes me feel a little uneasy for this. Now, as we dig a little deeper, I love having options. Right. That's what I always say. But now it's like,
2: ugh. Options, not absolutes, man. Options,
1: not absolutes. But what's absolute right now is (laughs) Ryan Poles might be cleaning out.
2: Well, what's absolute for me is that this is sending a message to the entire team. This is sending messages saying that, hey, guys, we're not messing around anymore. We're not we're not in this game for this eight and nine, nine and eight, barely making the playoffs type stuff. We're going to this thing the correct way. Now, I'm going to break this down for you a little bit, JB, and I'm going to try to make you feel better about it. <laughs> I'm going to do my best here. So they're going to save $6 million this year. Yes, they get the 2022 second rounder, which is, I, I believe it's the 48th pick, and you get a six. That's kind of like a throw-in. I get that. But they take all that money. So the rest of his contract is gone. So the only thing they have now is this twenty-four, I believe twenty-four and a half million dollars hit this year. That's it.
1: That would so, be his contract
2: plus whatever his roster bonus or yes, signing bonus. Yeah, that's that's all the money that Ryan Pace kicked down the road, you know, last year, the year before. So this is this is all that all that bunch and buck up at you right now. That's why a lot of GMs don't like to do that. Yes, it works for that year, but long-term, this is what happens. And this is why I've been an advocate for stopping this and just, you know, let's just take our losses and move on with it already. But if you look at it, it saves 6 million this year. It saves $16.9 million next year. And the year after that, it saves $20.25 million for 2024. This will literally give us next year, just as everything is as uh, projected right now, 121 million dollars next year for free agency. That's not including uh, re-signing, you know, everyone that's that has all of these expiring contracts next year. So, mm-hmm. for me, that's a that's a home run. Now, are they going to continue this? Are they going to get rid of of a Robert Quinn? And if you've been watching the show, if you've been listening. I've been telling you that this is what the plan should have been all along to get rid of these guys. You've
1: he, been preaching and, that from day one. Yeah. And,
2: and get this draft capital and get this cap space and start building this thing around a Justin Fields, as most teams do when they get a guy that they consider a franchise quarterback. So I'm all in on this. Ryan Poles thank you for this move because now you're, you're showing me what direction that you're taking. You've got conviction in this move and you're showing your team and you're showing your fans that you have a plan going forward. And that's what I've been wanting. That's what we've all been wanting JB. We want some direction instead of this, like, well, we're kind of in purgatory thing where we're right in the middle right now. Bring it down a little bit. Yes. We might have five wins. We might have four wins you know, but I'd rather have that and then get another top uh, ten draft class than just the continuous of the same thing that we've seen over and over. JB,
1: and that's the only optimism that I have with this is I like what it could mean for the future. The only issue I have right now is injury aside, we know what we get. we we know what we have in a Khalil Mack. Yeah, we know what we have in a Robert Quinn. We don't know what that 48th pick might be or might turn into. We don't know what that 39th pick might
2: be or might turn into. We're gonna talk that's, about that tonight. <laughs> and that's the only thing that kind of
1: bugs me because now, I mean, this is a this is literally a what have you done for me lately league, as is most sports. Maybe baseball a little different because you may get the lifetime achievement contract, you know, a, albert pool host deal or something like what have you but right now khalil mack would i have liked the first round pick yeah but would i have liked a healthy khalil mack too yeah yeah
2: but is that a guarantee jb because (laughs) you and i were talking about that before the show jb like yes last year he got hurt early on yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. the year before that and the year before that it was the same narrative it was well he's He's nicked up. He's not one hundred percent, and I get that players are nicked up all the time, but you could see that it was impacting him on the field every game. He was not the same guy he was back in twenty eighteen. This is a lingering thing, and I don't think it's getting any better. I think it's getting worse, especially now that the fact that he's on the wrong side of thirty. I just think that this is a smart move, and yes, we all wanted the first pick. Obviously, we all want better picks. Absolutely, we do. But at the same time, the fact that this completely After this year, financial freedom is what makes it okay for me only getting that second round pick and another six round pick. We'll see what they do with that next year. That six round pick is not
1: till 2023, though.
2: Yes, yes. So that still doesn't help us for now.
1: But I kind of still feel that we need to pump our brakes a little bit because, hey, mom, because (laughs) like we don't know how this guy drafts. Like we, we see his vision financially is clearly markedly better than whatever Ryan Pace was doing. Yeah, right? maybe he wasn't a true X's and O's guy because he wasn't a true football guy. He was a let me get a name guy,
2: whatever. Paul's it was like desperation, name. though, wasn't it, JB? Like it, it, was. it, always felt like he was in desperation mode, it, it, which it was. other GMs took advantage of him over and over. It. And it was
1: like you know a used car salesman, like. Hey, I know this car is only worth five grand, but I'm giving it. I'm hey, give me thirteen. <laughs> okay, okay, we'll see. Get it to car salesman of the month, JB. No, right, <laughs> but I, I just need to see because some of the some of the moves that I've seen polls make right now, I'm just not confident yet. Starting with the coaching, I'm just yeah. like, eh. then the coaches who you pick. Or the, I'm sorry, the coaches that you let the coach that you pick pick. It was like, eh. <laughs> Then some of the guys that you, and you, I'm sure you'll get this later on, that you ten, uh, tenure. Oh, yeah. Yep. Eh. I'm like, I haven't seen that impressive move. Now, this clearly to date is his biggest move. Yeah, He will be Probably. judged off this move by what he drafts and who he gets in free agency this year. Yeah. He really won't be judged next year. He won't. That's should you know, though. I mean, so now you get to play GM, you know what I mean? Anybody can win a Monopoly when you got Boardwalk and Park Place and you got all the hotels on the board. Anybody can win when you got that. Let's see if you can go through the grind. That's what he's got to go through now. He's got to go through the grind, and right now I'm still on the fence. I, I just, well,
2: it's okay to be on the fence, though, because you know, just like we were just talking about a little bit, JB, you know we don't know exactly what Matt Eberflus is going to be. And we don't even know. I mean, we never know. Maybe he spoke with Mac and Mac wasn't buying into this and he wanted gone. Maybe that's why they got rid of him. That's not really out there yet. Why? And you know why they actually made this move. So
1: remember we said that last week though, about a coach coming in.
2: Rah, rah, rah. Hey, look here, man. Nope. This ain't for me. He's got a philosophy. He's out there trying to preach right now. His, his philosophy and It kind of does scream to the younger side of this team, you know, running to the ball at the end of the play, even in practices. Some guys don't buy into that. That's something we even spoke to some players this past week about that, too, that say the same thing. You know, some guys just don't buy into that. I actually told a story I heard on another podcast about Ruben Brown. Uh, Whenever Olin Cruz was there with him, he said that Ruben Brown actually had the same problem with what lovey did lovey's first year in he was preaching always get to the ball it only lasted one year but what he did was he's like i'm not running the ball coach so instead what he did was whenever the ball went down he would run in place because he's not leaving the team he needs the job obviously but he's not about that lifestyle and mac probably isn't either at what 31 years old and having all the nooks or all the nicks that he has on him right now i don't blame him for that so that's something that probably in the next few weeks we're going to hear a little more about, J.B.
1: I think it's going to come out, and I think we're going to – well, we'll get the he's a good guy and we amically decided to part way. Like we'll, I'm talking we'll get behind
2: closed doors yeah. figure out exactly yeah. what happened.
1: We'll, here. we'll get the <laughs> rhetoric, but then we'll get the real story because we always yeah. get the real story. But, you know, I guess, I guess, guess my, I guess my thing right now moving forward is When you go into training camp and you say, well, we're doing the new coach's way, you're going to have those guys that's going to go balls to the walls because they want to make the team, right? Then you're going to have those guys that are still like, man, I ain't doing that. Like, I'm a 10-year veteran. That sounds good. When I get my interview, I'm going to praise the coach or whatever because he kept me. But I ain't doing that. So we know that's going to happen. And we don't know how long it's going to last. Just so like Tim was,
2: Jennings told us the other day, that's right. That's what Tim Jennings did. Absolutely. But you know
1: what's going to happen is when we look at our free agent list, and some people might be like, "Dang, if they had to kept Khalil Mack, I'd have came because yeah, we might have right. been, we might have made something happen." So those same guys that they may have been targeting now are like, "Oh, if you got rid of Khalil Mack, what would you do with me?" Oh, hell no. So it's like it's it's a pick your poison type of deal right now. Yeah. But he doesn't have enough cachet yet for him to just drag. I mean, to just grab a top notch free agent because it's oh man, Paul's know what he's doing. We might not get a top free agent. I've seen rumors of of, of some players that I'm like, why is he even on our short list? Why, why is he on our <laughs> list at all? Like,
2: yeah. What? No. And that's something we're about to get into. So hold that thought one second. I do have to answer this. Brooke Violet, um, you must not know me very well because I've been I've been saying get rid of Mac and Quinn for about four months now. So you must be talking to JB here. I don't know. I I don't know if you're talking to me or him, but there's reasons for this. And yeah, would I love a 2018 Khalil Mac? Absolutely, I would, but that's not the guy we have anymore. So we've just got to push forward and try to rebuild this roster around what we should be. The offense, guys. It's about the offense, it's an offensive league. And again, I'm gonna keep reminding you. Fun fact: We're the only team that doesn't have a four thousand yard passer, so it is time yeah. to figure this out offensively. I'm not saying, I'm not saying to it like Ryan Pace has done it in the past, where he's got over half of the salary just on one side of the ball. Mm-hmm. But you've got to even it out. I mean, for me, I would rather put a little more of all of my eggs in the offensive basket than I would in the defensive one. JB, well, that's the
1: one. That's the way the league is is trending to. But as we see. Defense is still very, very important. Ah. But what's more telling before we move she to the second. She was talking to us. <laughs> she <All> was right. <laughs> talking to
2: one of the chat members.
1: <laughs> but but before we move on, this is also very telling if you really dig a little deeper. Basically, Ron Poles is basically saying we don't have enough talent to compete right
2: now. I don't think we do either, JB. I don't. That's
1: the big thing. So maybe not not us, but maybe some of our fandom, maybe we are being led around by the nose by thinking that we're better or we're more competitive than we really
2: are well it's okay so look at it like this jb so an outsider an outsider of chicago fandom came in here and the first big move he makes is getting rid of khalil mac is that something that some of the rest of the league is probably thinking too like why are they just prolonging the inevitable instead of trying to get what you can now because that's the way that I've been saying this for months. And that's the way that I view it. And I I hate it that Bears fans aren't happy about this. Some are, some aren't. But look at what we get down the road, you know? Yes, Chris Edgerton, we are still going to need defense down the road. I get that. But what's going to happen if we don't have defense? Like, our, is the stadium going to blow up or something? Like, I don't understand this narrative about how you have to be competitive right now. Like, no, you don't. Look at what the Seahawks are doing right now. They are unloading everything. Well, and they're tearing it down to the studs. That's what smart <laughs> franchises do. They know whenever they're they're at their end and they, they sell before it's too late. Because if we waited another year or so, we would have got less. We would have still been in cap hell. And why do that whenever you've got a young, early contract, Justin Fields? Like, it's a gamble either way. I know that. But I would rather gamble. Just like I say, JB, I'd rather have options than absolutes. I would rather have options to look through the draft, through free agency, and have all that money for 2023 to re-sign Roquan Smith, to put offensive linemen in place, to get playmakers around Justin Fields, maybe a DK Metcalf. There's tons of names we could look at. Devonte Adams might be a free agent next year. You could look at him. There's there's tons of possibilities that you get by doing this. So instead of being upset, be excited about what we can be down the road, guys. That's all I've got on this one. I, I think
1: I think <laughs> I think you might have been in the boardroom when I talking.
2: keep telling you. <laughs> I keep telling you, but we'll move on about the other move they made the other day. Actually, they have three players that they put exclusive rights deals on. These players are Jesper Horstead, Lachavius Simmons, and Sam Mustafur. Yuck. (laughs) So, JV, what do you think about all three of these moves? Like, do you think... Okay, so first, actually, before I ask you that, I'm going to explain what that means. So, basically, what an exclusive rights deal is, is anyone under three years... That has an expired contract mm-hmm. can be re-signed for this minimum deal. So no one else can go grab them. So they have the rights for them right now and they can go get them at minimum deals. Right. So is that a smart move with all these three, considering we need all this depth space? Let's start with them. Okay. Let's start with the first one, Latavius Simmons. He's just He's just an offensive lineman, guys. We don't know exactly what his strengths and weaknesses are yet, but at least they can get a good look at him, right?
1: Mm, I'll say this: he's just a guy.
2: Yeah, he's just a guy. Yeah, but on a roster that you're going to need a lot of depth, JB. And like we said, yeah, they have a little more money, but they still don't have a lot of money. I mean, that's going to put him around thirty million now.
1: So am I? Am I mad about? Latavius Simmons, no, he did start. I want to say one game last year at right tackle. I want to say, but Jeez. if you if you say, well, I just need him because I'm I need a second or third string guy, I'm not mad.
2: We're gonna to get to this one whenever you're done. I'm just yeah. letting the essay out right now. Yeah, we. I'm, I'm, I'm that's <laughs> an we, essay one. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about go. that after this. We're
1: gonna to have to have her call in because that's a lot. <laughs> yeah, it's an
2: essay right there.
1: So Latavia Simmons, I'm gonna say I'm bored on it. I'm I'm yeah. not I'm not happy. I'm not sad. It's just
2: I'm not I'm not expecting that to be a long-term answer. There, I I I think it's just them wanting to get their eyes on these guys before they move out you know what I mean so the next one we're looking at and this is the one that I'm really really excited about was the Jesper Horstead one because Jesper Horstead to me you know he's he's like what Thomas Graham Jr. is on the other side of the ball for me he's he's a guy that he had a game where he had a tremendous upside one game is that one game just you know A fluke, or is there something there? And that's something we don't really know because he didn't really get any chances after that to really come out and show what he was about. Maybe he wasn't practicing good enough for Nagy. Maybe, who knows with Nagy, right? But what do you think about Jesper Horstead?
3: So this one I'm
1: I'm, I'm on board with because clearly Justin likes throwing to him. That's the one that I feel is more important because you want your franchise quarterback to be comfortable with who he's throwing the ball to. Horstead, is he is he a game changer? We don't know yet. But we know when he's on the field, him and Justin have had some good, some good hookups, right? Yeah. Yeah. Now we know Nagy is a terrible evaluator of talent, or was with us. Ryan Pace. Up and down. Whatever. Up, up and, and down. down. Yeah. But with this move with Poles, I think he looked at it like, hey, it might be something to this guy. Justin is like, Seven for nine, throwing them the ball with three touchdowns. I mean,
2: I'm including the preseason, too. Yeah. I, I think that was a smart move. Now we get to the one that, I'll be honest, guys, <laughs> Sam Mustafer. This one kind of freaked me out at first. I actually went on Twitter and on uh, Facebook with our uh, affairs groups, and I was like, really, Sam Mustafer? And a lot of the fans were like, just calm down, just relax on it. It's a depth move. Maybe they keep him. Maybe they put him as a backup role. But to me, it's just not really good enough for me. Like, I think that there might be better guys out there in free agency that you might be able to sneak in. You know, I want good depth. Just because you're available doesn't mean that you should be here. Like, did anyone really want Charles Leno here? Like, yeah, he was available. But was he really doing that good of a job for us? That's why the more that I think about the same must-for move, the more I'm like, okay, I understand it. We're not going to be that relevant next year. You need a depth spot. If you get him cheap, you can bring him in, have him back up, whoever you get at center, whether that's free agency or that's in the draft. What do you think, JB? Bull. (laughs) Yeah, Bull, huh? That's it. And this is where I say,
1: (laughs) polls, what you doing, man? Yeah. What do, what do we say? I, I've seen enough of Sam mustafa to know that I don't want him on my team.
2: <laughs> I don't either. But... He
1: has no push. I don't want him pushing my hot dog cart. I don't want him doing anything <laughs> physical around
2: my team. I actually heard that um, there's some players that have come out before and said that he was actually one of the smartest centers that they'd ever been around. Smartest centers. Just because you're smart doesn't mean that, yeah. Yippee, right? Yeah. Just because you're smart, you don't get a participation award. yes. It it helps you get yourself in the right positions, but whenever you're going up against that nose tackle on the other side, <laughs> brains are not going to help you all the time, man. You're going to get knocked around. Especially plenty of that smart tall. people
1: that've been put in bad situations, right?
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> yes, work. yes. I my hot dog cart. No, I don't push and mush. No push and mush. And... No. If you if you okay. This is going to sound contradictory because we always praise Olin Cruz around here on this show. Olin Cruz working with this guy. Hell, Michael Jordan can work with me. That don't mean I'm going to be Michael Jordan. Yes.
2: Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just like Olin Cruz can work with Sam Mustafer. That doesn't make him Olin Cruz. Right. That, doesn't, like, that doesn't give him it. that big Samoan strength that Olin no. Cruz has.
1: And it's like I can know – look, I can know where to be. Doesn't yeah.
2: mean I can do anything about it. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Not at know, all. So
1: So that's why I said right now, polls is showing his naivete. I'm, I'm glad I'm horse dead. I don't care about Latavius Simmons because guess what? You need depth. Who cares? Yeah. He's a guy. See, he's, matter of fact, he's a six-round pick. So what am I talking about? He's definitely not. A, he's not even a guy. He's just a guy. For real, for real. Just like the six-round pick we just got for Mac. Yeah. You want to so, piss like, me off more? If he makes the team, you know, like, <laughs> see, we don't, Tend to forget it's 22 starters. Yeah, there's 31 other guys that got to make the team, so
2: absolutely <laughs>
1: just give me 31 other guys other than Sam Mustafer.
2: We'll see what they do for him. But I mean, I'm thinking this is just more of them getting their eyes on people, making sure that what's going on now
1: how- Sam Mustafa will be sent to the XFL.
2: You heard it here first. <laughs> If you know what if the NFL finally gets a G League, he is perfect for the G League. He's that guy that sits in the G League and he's like he's just great at the G League, but then when you get him in the next level, you're like, this guy really yeah, yeah. this yeah, yeah. guy like this isn't the one for me. But we'll move on on this. So I have I have a whole show planned about we're going to break down a whole lot of stuff, guys we're breaking down corners and safeties on the roster and free agents and, and draft guys off the roster as well. But before we get to that, I have to look at this question from Brooke Violet here. She's she's kind of upset about the MAC trade, I'm, I'm guessing. She says, I hear what you guys are saying, but you guys are not looking at everything. Chicago is based off of our defense. We are the monsters of the midway for a reason. Our D has always kept us has always kept Chicago in the game, never our offense. Fields has not shown enough that our offense will service him as a QB. Mac Jones came out hitting, so did the other rookie QBs right now. Fields is a bust besides his rushing. So, yeah, let's tear down the the best D down for him, and then she told me to get the heck out. Um, Sorry, but I disagree. So JB, let me let me let me hit this one. Go ahead. So, what has that gotten us in? What? What? I'll I'll go thirty-five years. It's gotten us what one Super Bowl? What? How many more playoff wins? Maybe seven, eight, right? Seven. So exact-
1: eight thirteen. Is yes. that what we
2: are? So exactly what have we gotten by just being rah-rah, monsters of the midway defense, Chicago weather all the time? No, that's not what we need. It is 2022. The league is based on offense. That's what the good teams do that win Super Bowls and are always in contention. They have a good quarterback. They have offense. And you can't sit there and and tell me, Brooke, that – just because Mac Jones came out with a better line, a better offensive scheme around him and, and played better than a Justin Fields, who was in the wrong system with a bad offensive line, or av- a little below average, I would say, offensive line, but way below average against the pass. You can't call him a bust the first year. That's, that's just impossible to say right now. Mac Jones had a great offensive line. He had weapons, and he had Bill Belichick. You put Justin Fields in that; he's gonna have a better year. That's like, that's like saying that, saying that you could drop me in against a bunch of NBA guys and I struggle, but if you put me up against a bunch of seventh graders, I'm gonna dominate. Like, they're just two completely different spectrums. You just can't do that. Like, you have got to look at the big picture of moving forward. With an offense building around a quarterback that they believe to be the franchise guy. Now, do we know that he is yet? No, we don't. It's just hope at this point for Bears fans. And that's what it's going to be for a while until we see that. But I cannot get behind that comment just because of the fact that I have seen in my 38 year lifespan one Super Bowl where I was not even old enough to know. I watched another one where I got my heart broken out, and I've watched countless offenses. That have good caliber quarterbacks come in and beat our vaunted defenses. So you can't tell me that in an offensive league that we should load up on defense anymore. It's it's just it's just past that time. Now, do I want a good defense? Absolutely I do. Do what would I want to really give up the offensive potential? No. Absolutely not, JB.
1: So Pinky's up.
2: Brooke Violet, who just won the Super Bowl? Rams. What do Rams have? Offense. Who won last year? That was Tampa Bay. What did they have? A good offense with a good, uh, a really good pass both rush. But they have both. Yeah, but would Tampa have been as good in that Super Bowl if the offensive line for the Chiefs was there? Oh, absolutely, absolutely not. not. No. Who won before that? The Kansas City Chiefs, based on offense. You, It's a trend that's continuing in that direction. So stop using the old bear-down narrative and start looking at offensive talent around the league and stop just predicating everything we do on defense. Hopefully, in a few years, we're going to be out of Soldier Field. We're going to be gone. We're going to be in a new, hopefully, dome stadium where we can build around Justin Fields and an offense. Because I'm tired of watching offenses that score... Average sixteen points a game, which is what we average, I believe, since lat since twenty eighteen, uh, week six, I believe, if I'm right, I think they had like a sixteen point five average or something like that. Might be a little higher or lower. Let's get with the times.
1: So Go I want to I want to address her. <laughs> I want to address her question. Uh, I'm sorry, her statement in two parts, right? Yeah. The first part is, I can't call Justin Fields a bust. And then look at Matt Jones, who was drafted after him. But look at the quarterbacks that were drafted before him because Zach Wilson wasn't setting the world on fire.
2: No. I liked him coming out of college, though. I I, I do. I, I still think there's hope for him there. It's just, just like I said, you got to build around him just like, like the Bears have to do.
1: When you looked at Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson actually looked bad. And Zach Wilson has a... Defensive-minded coach. He actually, if you look tit for tat, he's got a couple of actual more weapons. But it's Zach Wilson, the number two pick. Let's go to San Francisco. Trey Lance. We don't know what he is yet. We don't don't know what he is, but he didn't set the world on fire because even today, they're still trying to hold on to Jimmy G. Pittsburgh is picking at the, chopping at the bit to get him. Knocking at
2: the door right now.
1: But, you know, so... I'm not going to call him a bus and say that these other rookie quarterbacks just set the world on fire because they didn't. One quarterback who's got the greatest coach of all time, who is a factory year in and year out, that was a big difference. Now, for my second part about the monsters of the midway. Okay, yes, we love defense. Yes, we love Bear Down. Yes, we love Chicago, everything about it. But that doesn't mean we can't have a vaunted defense and a vaunted offense. If you go back to the greatest show on turf, weren't they ranked number one in offense and number three in defense? You can have both. Yes, look, can. At some, look at some of those old Buffalo Bills teams. Even though they didn't win the Super Bowl, they went. They had a top five offense and a top seven defense. Yeah. Every year. <laughs> every year, right? So what I'm saying is before we just hang our hat on our defense, What happened was this. Our defense was killing. Then came 20 minutes, 26 minutes, (laughs) 32 minutes. Damn, we still on the field. Yeah. Because while we're killing them and getting tired because three and out, three and out, four and out, punt, three and out, three and out, four and out, five and out, punt. (laughs) 16 points, 18 on a good day bingo. That's 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 not helping our defense. So we'd be doing the exact same thing. We'd be on a hamster wheel. Yep. We'd be doing the exact same thing, getting this great defense, but the offense is still putting the defense in bad positions. Now, the only thing, where, Brooke, where I can kind of agree with you on is because I, I, too, love defense. I love our 85 Bears, right? I love our 2006 Bears. Hell, I love our Bears with Warwick that had Ted Washington and all them boys up front. One of my
2: favorite teams.
1: Dick Jerome was a a genius at that time. Rob Marinelli and them boys coming back uh, a couple of years later. Our defense has been our calling card, true enough. But when our defense is playing more than our offense, we're not going to be able to sustain. Yeah. We're not. And time and time again, our, we're looking for our defense to bail our offense out. That's not how this needs to go. This isn't – I'm sorry, the 2,000 Ravens, 85 Bears, 73 Raiders, and none of them None of them are coming through. None of them are coming through right now. Yeah. None of them.
2: Those days are – I'm not they're saying long they're gone. long gone, but they're fleeting. I think they're long gone. I do. I do. And it's it's – JB, it's something that we on this show – Speak especially you and I, me in particular. I'm I'm just tired of that narrative, and I'm tired of that that whole feeling that we have to have a you know an insanely overpaid defense all the time, and we have to have all these guys. Yes, you have to have good comparable pass rushers. You have to have guys who can really defend. You need that in this league, absolutely. I'm not saying just load up offense, but what I'm saying is balance it out more. And what I would would I rather have one of the top five wide receivers in the league than one of the, one of the top five um, like pass rushers. Absolutely. I would right now. Yes. I love pass rushers. I love to get them in bulk and that's great, but it doesn't matter whenever you can't have your offense stay in the field and you've got a defense that just like you said, JB just gets tired out over and over and you're just sitting here and you're wondering offense.
3: Bueller. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller.
2: I'm over it. I'm just over it. But we're going to move on on this train. We're going to keep it rolling, and we're going to get to the defensive backs that we got going on. So first thing we're going to do, we're going to try to break down a little film along with speaking on each of our safeties, each of our corners. I don't have film for everybody, and I'm hoping that, the computer will let me actually do this without lagging me out. We're going to give it a shot. But first, we're going to look at our complete DBs that we have at this moment. So we've got on contract right now, we've got Jalen Johnson. We've got Mr. Kendall Bildor. We've got Duke Shelley. We've got Bo Pete. Bo Pete Keys, Lamar Jackson, Michael Joseph, and everybody's new favorite guy, Mr. Thomas Graham Jr. JB.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So, first guy that we're going to speak on is a Jalen Johnson. Yes. So, i I kind of want to know what you think he needs to kind of work on, and what what you think he can be this this next upcoming season and further out through that.
1: So, I, I think I think definitely he's a one. He,
2: he's a, he's a
1: he's a CB one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The one thing that I do not like, and I hope Eberflus and Mr. Williams, I think that's his name, right? The new DC? Oh, yes. Yeah. I hope they don't pull out what Sean Desai did, is limit him to one side situationally. I like when he follows the number one guy, because that also lets us know he's not a right cornerback. He's not a left cornerback. He's not a slot. He's just a DB. Yeah, we go all over. I don't want to limit this kid, right, because now when you limit him and you just have him focusing on, like, one thing, to me, he's not Deion Sanders. He's not going to shut that one side of the field down in the zone. He's kind of better off in that man, of which if you all know, if you get a real good pass rush, it makes it hard. You know, that quarterback got to get that ball out. <laughs> you get more three and outs. Yes, we love the turnovers. Yes, we love the picks. But the three and outs are very important, too. Down and distance is very important. Jalen Johnson has shown that he's a cover guy. He does get caught, in my opinion. Sometimes he lets the uh, certain receivers get up on him too
2: quick. I got a good example of that tonight for you.
1: But other than that, I'll go back to the second Green Bay game. That first half, he was shutting Devontae Adams down. He was on a mission. So I saw something in that kid that was like, "Oh no!" And then he played real good against um, the Vikings. He, he was shutting Justin Jefferson down. Yeah, and then remember they had that one little rub play or whatever. So I think I think Jalen is a Jalen Johnson is a foundational piece for us. I think he just needs a little more seasoning. I agree. He's Definitely on the right track.
2: I. Agree completely. So the first thing for me with a Jalen Johnson is I think he needs to take the reins away from Eddie Jackson as the leader of the secondary. I it's it's a new regime, a Matt Eberflus off or er, a Matt Eberflus defense. Sorry, that he needs guys to buy in, right? He needs mm-hmm. guys to buy into his hit system. He needs he needs the entire defense as a whole really to understand what he's trying to preach. And you need a guy like Jalen Johnson to do that, right? Making sure guys that are all around the secondary, everyone's communicating. Holding guys accountable. Even Eddie Jackson. Whenever Eddie Jackson last year, I remember, I can't remember which game it was, but grabbed a guy, I think it was Alec Ogletree, if I remember right, snatched him up yelling at him about something, you know, trying to get on him. I need that for Eddie as well. I need a guy who can hold him accountable because Eddie Jackson, whether he gets traded or stays or not right now, if he's a part of this defense going forward, JB, I need him to buy into that just as much. And Jalen Johnson really can shine and and help, help Eddie Jackson buy in, help everybody on that secondary buy in. And he's got to be the guy that can lead that. I also kind of want to see him take some more chances. You know, I understand that it's not really his strong suit, really, to be biting on routes and doing these things all the time. He doesn't do that that much. Be a little more opportunistic. Get a little more physical up on the guys too. I'm hoping with this new defense, they press up a little more and let him be physical.
1: But that's just, see, that's the thing. And and we'll we'll save this for another show. But you know, I found some kind of like telling information, in stat wise, when I was looking at. Why that Iberflus defense was ranked top ten, and why yeah. and opportunistic
2: comes to mind more so than actual skill. Well, that's something that Eddie Jackson and I'm going to have a little he breakdown later in the show. Eddie in to that, understand that, yeah.
1: Where Jalen Johnson wouldn't.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So. I'm going to kind of break this down exactly what I'm I'm speaking of right now. Let's hope it lets me do this. <laughs> let's see if I can get this pulled up here. So basically what I'm saying here is this. Hang on a minute. Let me back this up here real quick. Okay, so right here, this is the game we had against the Bengals, right? You've mm-hmm. got everyone on this line right now. They're all in uh, looks like a press man. I'm it not is. 100% sure, but it looks press like a press single man high. To me. Yeah. yeah, single high. And what happens here, if you know what's going on, there's a running back at the bottom of your screen one-on-one. The, the guy right next to him in that slot is Jalen Johnson. And what happens on this play is once they get to this point, they probably are yelling, switch. Because he knows that that running back, which I believe that's uh, Mixon, is actually coming inside. Mm -hmm. But look at how Jalen Johnson is sitting right here. He can't see the quarterback. He doesn't know what's going on behind him, right? All he knows is that he's getting that guy. If he's playing back and, you know, fronting him up better and looking at the QB and also at the same time trying to be physical on that play, this doesn't happen. Let's see if it plays. I don't know if it's playing or not. It's lagging out a little bit on me. Uh Uh-oh, there it went. You there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. So you just – I don't know exactly how that went right there, but basically what happens is he's got his back to the ball. The ball hits him in the back. If he's backed up on that play – He can propel forward. That's a pick yeah, that's a six pick the six. other way. Being yeah. opportunistic, knowing what's going on, having guys in front of you and not turning your back. Things like that are important here. Okay, now here's another play that that it's a good Jalen Johnson. You've got Jalen Johnson up high right there. This is also looking like, to me, it's a nickel. I believe they are in man with one safety high, and you've got Eddie Jackson, I believe, playing low on that. Mm-hmm. So... Once we start this play, and I don't – oh, here we go. It's going right here. He sees what the quarterback is doing. He understands where he's throwing the ball, and then he can make a break. Boom, on the ball. He catches the ball. That's what I'm talking about with a Jalen Johnson is being a little more opportunistic and knowing what's going on all the time and make these kind of jump plays try to be this guy more often than not. You know, I, I know his interception numbers haven't ever been high, but I want to see more of that from a Jalen Johnson going forward, JB. So even in Utah, he wasn't a high interception guy.
1: He was a high uh, – I'm sorry, he was a usage guy that got low quarterback ratings. Yeah. Because he his defense was so – you know, and he had a couple of pass defenses too. But do we want interceptions? Yes, we do. But right now, we want somebody that's not going to have have brain farts and give up those big touchdowns. We need somebody that knows to step off those rub routes, like you said. Yeah. So that they're not, you know, th- those are those are plays. Literally, that on the offensive side, they're like, woo. Yeah. And on the defensive side, we like they're not going to make that mistake again, guys. We got to get that, you know. So that's why I said he needs to be a little bit more seasoned. But okay, so so let's address that, Tony. I see what you're saying. And Brooke, I, go, can you go back to what Brooke yeah, said? Yeah, so, so Violet
2: time. for for everyone audio listening. Jalen will never be Kyle Fuller. Just my opinion. He, he missed too many coverages last year. How many points were scored in with uh, with uh, missed coverage? He has a lot of work to do, same as Jackson, just saying, you're not wrong there. And then our buddy Tony Perkins says, Brooke Violet, I agree. I do not believe he's a number one corner. He's a good number two at this time. So that's why we said
1: with a little more seasoning, he. but he shows flashes as a number one. Yeah. I won't disagree that he does need a little bit of work. But on the Bears right now, he's a number one. Yes, That's what it is. Now, if your metric is Kyle Fuller, I can show you plenty of Kyle Fuller getting
2: toasted. I mean, and outside of one solid good year, how many big interception years did a Kyle Fuller have because I remember him not getting any his last year here. And but he didn't play that Kyle well Fuller, this year either for the Broncos.
1: If you say name your top 5 Bears defensive backs, Kyle Fuller does not come to mention.
2: No, no.
1: So let's not make let's not make our bar Kyle Fuller. He's West like Al Fuller, productive seven yes. or eight. Would <laughs> we hate to see him go? Absolutely. Yeah. Let's not make him our bar. No.
2: Yeah. No. Absolutely not. There's better guys in the league that you can look at, but that's that's all I'm really saying with Jalen Johnson. You no, know, just be be a little more physical, be a little more opportunistic. Keep your eyes on the quarterback as well as your DB or as well as your wide receiver. And you can make some things happen in 2022, man. Really? I, I'm looking for 33 to have a big year this year because I want him to take that next step. I want him to become the leader of the secondary.
1: So I want everybody else to look here. I'm going to take a guy by the name of J.C. Jackson and throw him off to the side,
2: right? We're going to get look, to those later.
1: If you look, well, I'm, I'm only saying that oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, I I like to, I like to have standards and comparisons. Absolutely. If you look at somebody like him, Yes, he did, Oliver. He He dropped a lot of balls. That
2: That was a problem. Kyle Fuller dropped a lot of balls. (laughs) (laughs) Right, that was was a problem.
1: But here's here's one thing to look at moving forward, guys. If you look at the Dallas Cowboys, the the NFL league leader in interceptions was Diggs, Trayvon Diggs. You know who also gave up the most yards and most touchdowns? Trayvon Diggs. Trayvon Diggs. Diggs. You know who else was targeted the most? Trayvon Diggs you know what they really don't do they don't pick on Jalen Johnson even the 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 vaunted Aaron Rodgers doesn't really pick on Jalen Johnson because he's like yeah this kid he gonna turn around and grab this
2: yeah well that's what I need him to do a little more of before we
1: look at the flashy numbers that's why I said we have to dig deeper yes it's not just when you flip the football card and you see two picks, no picks, one pig. Pick. It ain't just that. Look at the eye test. Look at the game. Look at what the quarterback does when he has that guy on his field. Look what he does when he's offset. Look what he does when he's in the slot. When he does not chase Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers was like, oh, yep. Yeah. Bill and door, he was
2: going after Kendall Bill door. Door like crazy. First, let's get it. Shelly, let's get it. Shelly.
1: First half, Devontae Adams like, no flag, no. <laughs> nope, he's he locking you up. He's locking him up. But he's so got to do that for flashy numbers and stuff, guys. Four quarters,
2: four quarters. Do that for me, you know. Make those good hits. You know, have your eyes on your guy. Have your eyes on the quarterback as much as you can. That's that's what I'm looking for on that. And being a vocal leader and coming out and taking over this secondary. That's what I need from Jalen Johnson because. I, we're going to get to this. There's going to be some new rookie corners and possibly a new rookie safety on this team next year. And he's got to be the guy to pull them in and be like, this is how we play. Remember last year, whenever he had a press conference where he came out saying these kind of things where if there's certain guys that aren't really doing the right thing and certain guys that want to, want, hear, want to get better. I need more of that from you, 33. I need more of that from you in, in 2022, please. Remember.
1: He's only going into his third year.
2: Yeah, he's got a long way to go. I think he's okay. I fully expect him to take that number one role step next year. Yeah, maybe not right now. A lot of people might not view him as that, but I do. I sure as heck do, but I need consistency from that position. So we'll move on now, and we're going to get to Mr. Kendall Vildor. We just kind of spoke about, JB. What do you – what do you think of him this last season and what what do you think he can do to improve his game and really get to that number two role? Or do you think he can get to that number two role? Gunner. Okay. So that's a big no for you, huh? Gunner. <laughs> that's simple and easy for you. So, okay. <laughs> that's fine. So I'm looking at Vildor he kind of had up and down a little bit for me. You know, I saw some good in him. I saw some bad, some real bad in him, but I view him more as a nickel guy. Still. I think that he's probably more suited for the nickel. I think, yeah, he could maybe be the backup number two, but that's not a guy that I want full time, but let's not forget. Let's not forget this. This kid runs a four-four-four forty. Like he had a good 40 time. And, We're going to talk about all these draft picks coming up that have good 40 times. This kid had a 39-inch vertical, right, coming out of college. This kid had 22 reps at the combine. This kid's fast, he's strong, and he can jump out of the gym, JB. So the word I'm going to use for Kendall Vildor is scrappy. I need Kendall Vildor to be scrappy. I need him to be physical at the line. I need him to get guys off of their routes. I need him to play with that confidence that I saw him in last offseason about how he wanted that job and he wanted to bring it. He's confident. I love that in a player. Now, I need more of that on the field. I need that swagger. I need those big plays on the field. And what I also need from him is to show his athleticism on the field as well, because I feel like there's times where this kid just kind of gets lost in translation. Another word, consistency. Same thing with this guy. So I'm gonna try to show you what I'm speaking about with this. Let's hope this one works. Let's <laughs> see. It's probably gonna jump. Okay, here we go. So this is the game against the Raiders. So you've got Vildor up top against Darren Waller of all people, six six Darren Waller versus strike one versus a five <clears> nine <5-9 throat> Vildor. But you would he would say strike one, right? But watch what happens on this play. I I hope this plays out. Here we go. So boom. He's immediately pressing on him, right? He's he's making it uncomfortable for him. He's making the route more difficult for him. And he stays with it the whole time. Darren Waller has to try to make a play over stretches on that. Vildor, he comes up victorious on that one. And we can get a little closer view of it here. He comes up, boom, hits him immediately, holds him. Maybe might have been a PI there. Maybe not. Who knows? But I like the fact that this kid at five nine is trying to guard a six six tight end. And he's he's not afraid. He's staying with him. Here's another one versus the the Bengals that I had. He's he's up top. He's guarding T Higgins. Uh, anyone who knows who T Higgins is had a pretty good season this year, especially in the playoffs as well. So what happens here again? is that he sees what's going on. He makes it uncomfortable for him. He grabs him. He's holding on to him a little bit. He's making the play uncomfortable, JB. And this is what I need from Kendall Vildor going forward. I need him to play more physical because, yeah, he's not the biggest guy in the world. He's not. But use that swagger and that, and that, and, and that feistiness and that scrappy play and then try to use that to your advantage, along with your 4'4 speed that you can recover quickly, along with that 39-inch vertical. Use that strength that you have and use your athletic ability to make up for it on the other end. And with a cover two, you're probably going to have that high safety to help you, JB. So use it to your advantage.
1: So here's why I play devil's advocate. Okay. The reason I say a strike one on that one is because Darren Waller, obviously, with Kendall Vildor, what Derek Carr should have done is had him come in a little bit more because they're on the short side of the field. Yeah. He should have came in more and it should have been a straight jump ball. One, two, get the ball up. Right. Secondly, if you're on that short side and you stay to the outside, you do more of a wall off post up to the outside. Yeah. More of a back shoulder throw, not a fade. Okay. So that defense, although it goes down as a good defensive play, it was more a bad
2: read by the quarterback and bad pass. Bad pass, yeah. But if you don't have that physical, you know, up front kind of mentality on that play, that's an easy six for him, though.
1: Not necessarily, because now if you think.
2: For Darren Waller, for the you, big,
1: but, but giant, listen,
2: what, seven-foot wingspan this kid got. Like I said,
1: if I'm throwing the alley-oop, that's one thing. I'm trying to throw a back shoulder fade I mean, on the short side of the field to the sideline. That's a tough throw. It, well, it's a stupid throw. Yeah. Because I can just <laughs> drag, and when I post, I'm trying and to be turn, nice. <laughs> look, he's gotta grab me. Yeah. And I'm opening up to the ref, I get a PI. Yeah. Use my six foot six, seven-foot wingspan yeah. to show. Now, almost for the like Jimmy play, Graham
2: did last year when he just boxed people. Well, there you well, go. Year before, mainly where he boxed people out and just grab it. That's so does what that sure that
1: Go down into. as a Vildor win, yeah. But when you dig deeper, no. The other play, again, short side of the field. That T Higgins route, he did an inside curl, a curl slash comeback. Right. Yep. He should have done a check mark route, which is an outside comeback to the sideline. And then Vildor can't break. Because okay. it's either I catch it or it's out of bounds. Yeah. So, again, they did good work because that's where the pass was. But, like I said, I look a little bit deeper like, man, yeah. But great work on the T Higgins one. Still a yeah. bad route, bad throw. You can't do nothing about the Darren Waller one because that's just a sh- – basically, Derek Carr was like, man, I'm throwing this up there. <laughs> Here We're you get go. The in the field, though. He's like, Kobe. He's, he's throwing like, he it up, on. trying to get it. But, What I don't want, so you said you would like him at the nickel. I love the physicality. Yes, I would love the fact that he can jump out the gym, right? He hell he might win a dunk contest because what we had last two weeks ago was terrible. 39 inch vertical. But what I don't want, the slot position right now is becoming so
2: amazingly hard to guard. It's gotta be one of your I mean, honestly, a lot of teams, JB. That might be more important than the number two. It is. So
1: that's to my point. What Dark Pe- uh, Specter said. With uh,
2: <laughs> he's yeah, probably behind right now. He's right, probably right. behind. He doesn't well, up with it yet. <laughs>
1: the the Cooper Cup thing. And I'm not saying anybody can just guard Cooper Cup, but I'm using him because he brought it up. I don't want them picking on him in the slot. I don't want them moving Justin Jefferson to the slot, motioning him out, and feeling on the same side bracketing both of them combination routes yeah. and making him have to choose if we were playing that old dime look where i knew it was five wide and he shifted out to guard the running back yeah maybe maybe but right now to start as our nickel because you know there will be some games where they have to come out in nickel because there's teams that will just spread
2: you there's out. There's going to be more often than not, JB and you and I talk about yeah, this all the Dallas time. Dallas is so Dallas is one of them. That's basically what your your set defense is going to be what 80% of the time, 75% of the time every game it's going to be a nickel defense. Yes. So it's the most important position outside of that number 1 in my opinion in the secondary. And that's You've why you got to have I, a guy.
1: That's why I said Gunner. Oh, Gunner. Well, you can be a backup I don't want him starting
2: because now if it clicks well, then you're gonna have to tell me later whenever we get to the draft and free agency coming up, guys, you're gonna have to have some guys to fill those spots and oh Nickel is already on our team. Okay, well we'll continue that then because he's he's gonna be in this conversation too. And I've got a couple highlights for him. This next guy, I don't have any because all the ones that I could find were really horrible views and didn't really do him any justice, but a Duke Shelley. So that's for you. Probably you're going to say Gunner again.
1: <laughs> Try hard kid.
2: Yeah, I like Duke Shelley. I do. Special
1: teams at best. Hell, one game, remember one game he was playing safety because Tyshawn Gibson and Deion Bush he's got hurt something
2: like that? He's very versatile. He's
1: very versatile. I would Four keep five him. Speed, I believe. Well, I'll tell you what. He's smart.
2: Well, he's not only that. He's some other stuff, too. But you can continue. But
1: I I I think there's a place on this team for him.
2: There is, there is. I definitely do. So, I think, and this is this is a crazy hot take. It's a super crazy hot take. I think this kid could be the best tackler in the corner group today. I think he might be the best tackler we've had. I saw numerous plays. Yeah,
1: because he he had a couple of TFLs. He gets some good
2: TFLs. He gets he made Dalvin Cook his his uh. Yep. (laughs) Yeah, he went after Dalvin Cook. So.
1: I think that was personal, like he slept with his lady or something. That was
2: personal. I really really think he's best suited for special teams, though. Like, yes, I would maybe at the dime every once in a while, but he's got some things to work on. But I just have to put it in perspective exactly how good this kid is tackling. So this kid played 10 games. He started four games, right? Mm -hmm. He had 37 combined tackles with 30 of them being solo. To put that into perspective, Kendall Vildor, who we just talked about, had 46 total tackles and 33 solo tackles. That's three more, and he played all 17 games. I'll go even further. Jalen Johnson had 46 total tackles and 37 solo tackles. I believe he played 15 games. So this kid not even starting and hardly getting that time still made that many impact tackles, mm-hmm. 30 solo tackles for, for that is, is, is a decent number for me now especially at that position. Yeah, exactly. At that position. Yes. Now he's going to have a fight. If he wants that number four dime spot, especially with free agents and some other rookies coming in. But I mean, we also have to talk about Thomas Graham, Jr. That's another guy that he's going to have to fight with for that role. Um, what I think he needs to work on is—is is that inside coverage. I—I I didn't see enough good from him really uh, on a consistent basis to really cover the slot receiver guys. You know, some of the lower end guys, yeah, but he's not going up against Cooper Cup. He's—he's he's and, and that's why I said
1: he's smart, like he knows where to be. Yeah. What I've noticed, but I also noticed, like his hips aren't really great. He's more—he's more downhill, which is why he gets the running back. So. <laughs> So good. I would say, but like I said, I would say I would no 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 Brooke. Not special teams only for him because I've seen him play well. He's he's actually not bad on the deep ball. He's decent. He's decent. Right.
2: Like he's, just like you that, said. Third,
1: that third or fourth receiver on that deep ball. Yeah, that's that's
2: what I'm saying. Like he's like he's a dime fan. guy. Like he's a, a number four dime guy.
1: But I don't but. I don't I don't I, don't, I, I like the fact he's not one of those
2: tacklers. Like, he he gets uh, in there. He's had a couple that I I saw some shoulder throw, especially uh, he had one against Kirk Cousins that I, I watched today. I was well, like, damn, kid. But that,
1: that was different. Like I said, I think something happened with him in Minnesota because he takes
2: Minnesota first. <laughs> he game. does. But the spot for him for me is, yeah, it's kind of that special teams guy. But I want this guy to be Sharon McManus. I, I want him to be the – the special teams guy, like I love one of the top Sharon guys. I used to, that used to one of my favorite guys. And this kid, it's like a mirror image to me of yeah. how they should be playing on special yeah. teams. This kid can tackle. He's feisty. He's fast. He, he he can get after it. And with this new regime coming in, JB, with a whole new defensive scheme and all these other corners coming in, I'm sure they're going to be drafting. Just like I said, I'm playing a, a broken record here. Free agency and the draft, they're going to go get some corners. And he's got to solidify a spot. What better way to do it than in special teams? What Be that guy. Be that gunner. Be that Sharon absolutely. And, type and, and there's guy.
1: No, there's, like, anybody that knows sports, there's no shame in being a special teamer. No, there's man, three phases not. of football. It's important. And as as we see, if it wasn't for Jakeem Grant, hell, we might not have three of the wins that we had last year. It's true. Only only person
2: with a punt return touchdown last year. Was it a punt or kickoff? Uh that was he had a punt. He
1: was a punt. He was the yeah. only person that had a punt return touchdown last year.
2: Yeah. Because only one in the team, league.
1: Which is crazy. Only person in the league. Right. That's crazy. Very important. So absolutely. I I definitely keep him. I, I, yeah. there's a place on my team for Duke Shelley.
2: There should be, as as there should be. And let's let's hope he can get that role because like I said, that many tackles for a backup guy that is definitely comparable to what your starters were bringing in. Yeah, granted, a lot of those were probably special teams plays, but he did and, play in some significant games and made significant tackles. Just like I said with the Dalvin Cook game, I watched him tackle And him it wasn't time. just
1: the backup at one position. He was nope. very versatile.
2: Yeah, absolutely, he is. There's a spot for him on this team. Yes. Now, the next guy that we're talking about is – I don't know who the hell he is. The massive wild card here. Talking about Bo Peet? We're not we're not getting into Bo Pete and say, I don't know who the hell that is <laughs> those other guys We're not getting into Lamar Jackson. I'm not a quarterback guy. We're not doing that. We're gonna talk about the the main guys, like not the guys that could be possibly oh, be you you're talking
1: about our starting nickelback.
2: I'm talking oh, about the guy that you think is going to be the starting nickel of this team. this Mister. is how you
1: remind me
2: <laughs> <laughs> of Mr. Thomas Graham here. Oh, I'm sorry, Thomas Graham Jr. Thomas Graham Jr. (laughs) So you want to go on this one first, JB? Or do you want me to show the video and explain mine, and then you can back it up either way?
1: show, Show the video because I have a little backstory that people may have forgot, but go ahead.
2: Okay, so this guy for me, I mean... He's the most intriguing guy that that we have at this position. Because, and just like I said, he's like Jesper Horsted is for the offense for me. He's the guy that I'm curious to see more of on game day and know what he's about. We saw flashes in that week 15 game against the Vikings. Was that a flash in the pants? Was that real? We don't really know. I need to take a bigger look. But what we can look at, J.B., are some of these plays that this kid made in this game. I saw one where he actually baited a guy. And for a rookie to just bait a guy like that, it's absolutely crazy to me. Like, <laughs> I never thought I would see this from him. So here, let's back it up, out Slow down here. Okay, okay. Let's get back here. So, Vildor is hang on, I can't remember where he's at on this. Oh, okay. So this one, he's on the bottom here. And what he does on this play is he's just singled up on this guy. It's, it's kind of lagging to me. Hang on. I'm going to have to back it up again. I'm lagging. Sorry, guys. So you can see him on the bottom of your screen right now. And I'm, I'm going to try to back up a little bit. Here we go. Okay. So what he does on this play is he's, he's singled out on that guy on the play, but he immediately recognizes what's going on on – that bottom end corner comes right back to the ball, makes a stick play on that stops him, right? Here he is again. This is the play that I'm talking about. He baits a guy. So runs out here. He ends up on the, I believe that's the tight end there. And looking at the quarterback, looking at his guy, has the leverage towards the outside on this guy, right? And right here, boom, he, he's looking. He's like, is he going to jump it? No, not yet. Don't jump it. Don't jump it. Hold it. Boom has the awareness to run the route better than the guy that he's going up against, JB. And this is the kind of play, I mean, granted, on that play, I wish instead of overextending, he just runs to the ball and tries to make the catch and runs around. That would have been ideal. And on on this, I I can't remember who he's going up against on this one either, but he's one-on-one single-man coverage on this. The safety bites in. He's one-on-one. The other safety's way out of the way. There's no way he's getting towards this. So he is on an island right now by himself, and he makes the play. He comes in, makes the play. But this is just one game, JB. Is this something that we can see consistently from him in a 17-game season?
1: The answer is yes. Why? Here's why. Show of hands, and I'm going to give 10 seconds to anybody in the chat. Anybody remember who Thomas Graham was before last year?
2: (laughs) Anybody that, uh... (laughs) oh, wrong one, sorry. (laughs) The answer is nobody. (laughs) Nobody
1: nobody remembers. Except his college
2: alma mater. (laughs) Because
1: he took a year off due to COVID. Yeah. Pre-COVID, Thomas Graham was a top DB in the Pac-12. He went to Oregon, I believe.
2: I thought I heard he could have went like third round. Maybe. he was. He was one of the tops in the Pac-12. Yeah, and
1: see, they don't remember him.
4: Yeah, exactly. Because no one because
1: he he sat out the COVID year, guys. So yeah, he. So let me explain some to you. When you sit out and you look like you in shape and look like a He-Man action figure, that doesn't mean you're in. Football shape. That doesn't mean you're in game shape. So yeah. he had to get his football legs back. He had to get that feel for the game back. And he hadn't played in a whole year, not competitively.
2: Frank Marshall says that he's a practice squad player. <laughs> right. Get out of here, Frank. No. Get out of here, Frank. No. <laughs> of here, Frank. No. He's not practice. No. I he I is lie. right now. He he's technically right now on the practice squad, so he's not wrong. But well, not today, going to but no. Yeah.
1: There's a lot of top guys in the league now that you all never knew were com- that came in the second and third round. A lot of top DBs, guys. A lot of top DBs. Yeah, And Hall of Fame DBs at that second and third round, right? So with Thomas Graham, when you have that type of natural headiness and awareness, you can't teach that. That's just knowing where to be around the ball. And when you're going against a team, and I hate to keep pushing this, when you're going against a team, like minnesota who you know can air it out or they can turn around and give it to Dalvin Cook. you have to be disciplined yeah you don't make those type of plays without being heady and being disciplined now you can get a little loosey-goosey against a team that you know gonna throw the ball 72 times and run it six. Oh, like the bears
2: i'm gonna get to that dark spectrum don't worry
1: look like the bears you know, the one game where David Montgomery ran the ball six times, we ran it eight for the whole game? Or what was nine? No, he ran it seven times, we ran it nine for the whole
4: game. Yeah. And
1: yeah. we threw the ball like 40-something times. Yeah, yeah, we can get a little predictable and get a little, you know, loosey-goosey when you play against a team like us. But not when you play the better teams. So with a little – with, with an actual season behind him, right? Yeah. He will be fine. He's got speed. He's got size. He's got ball-hawking capabilities. Why not? He's right there in your – he's right now in your backyard. Right now.
2: I I agree. I agree, JB. And we'll see what happens with this. But next, guys, we are going to get to the free agent corners and the drafty corners. But first, before we do that, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be right back. Here's our quick word from our sponsor, Nick and Ivy.
5: Or just come for a cozy atmosphere to enjoy a good conversation with a friend, loved one, or complete stranger. Nick and Ivy makes you feel right at home, no matter what the occasion is. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook by searching for Nick and Ivy Brewing Company. Visit our website for our up-to-date tap list, or to go shopping on our online store at nickivybrewing.com. That's n-i-k-i-v-y brewing.com. Come in today for fresh-brewed beer, born and raised in Lockport, Illinois.
2: And that was a word from our sponsor, Nick and Ivy Brewery. Guys, make sure, if you haven't yet, get down to Lockport, Illinois. they got some good stuff going on there. They've got their stouts. They've got a whole list of stuff that you can get today down there. It is a good time. I promise you that. He's always got live events, live shows. We had a blast, didn't we? <laughs> he has yoga there. He has yoga on, like, Sundays or something, like I, I which I didn't even know. Like, he, he has events all the time, guys. Go. It's a great time. If you want to know what he has on tap, go to nickandivybrewery.com. So now we're going to get to the Bears fans with a brain uh, poll question of the day. And JB, this is it. We've, we've been talking about corners a lot. Specifically, the second uh, corner on this team. Do you think it's better that they go after this in free agency, or do you think it's better they go after this in the draft? So, well, a loaded question i know there's a lot of variables that that it's hard to really do but it's 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 not as cut and dry as what i'm asking you basically but i just need a cut and dry well, answer. it's
1: it's it's not it's not because and here's why with the draft picks we just got it kind of gives Foles a up uh, a little flexibility in who yeah. he might draft If there's a guy, I won't say those names just yet because I know we'll get to that a little. Getting there,
2: (laughs) that's next.
1: (laughs) But if one of those guys, because so when when you say the forty eighth pick, yeah, that's the forty eighth pick. That's after guys. That's after our Bears pick. That's the forty eighth pick in the draft. So. Remember, San Diego had a little bit better record than we were,
2: so that second-round pick is behind the Bears pick. Yes. We we have 39, then we get 48 as
1: well. We get 48. So that particular pick, if the Bears have somebody on their board that they know is going to be available that they would draft at 39, but one of those top DBs falls and is available at 39, we need to take that DB at 39 and take whoever we had on our board at 48. That's how the progression needs to go. But since you also got a couple of extra dollars. Six million.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's some guys out there, but JB. There's a couple of guys
1: that we can kick the tie on. So I'm going to say say push on this one because you really can't go. (laughs) I would prefer both, but you really can't go go wrong either or.
2: Yeah, I understand that. I mean, for me. There's some great guys out there, but I would much rather at this point go, like, there's some big fishes, there's some big fishes in free agency this year, but I would much rather, now that we've got even another second round pick, JB, I would rather go young, I would rather go for some of these top corners, because I love this corners draft, I love the guys I see, I love some of the safeties, and we'll get into the safeties a little bit later, but we're going to start. We're going to start with, <laughs> <laughs> with just the corners. And so as of right now, here are some of the free agent uh, corners that we have. We've got JC Jackson, who you just mentioned a little bit ago. Stephon Gilmore. we got Carlton Davis. We've, we've got Casey Howard, Darius Williams, Stephen Nelson, Charvius, however you say that word, and DJ Reed Jr. And I, I'm going to let this just kind of... Okay, <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> I just wanted a little minute let that Dr. Dre breathe. But um, JB, free agent wise, who are you interested in here? Put that put
1: that script back up, please. I will. So right now, J.C. Jackson is going to cost the world. That's yeah. I like call from Hey uh, Davis. I love Darius Williams. You know, Darius Ward. For you all that don't know, he's the guy that all that basically cost the Chiefs. Uh, their third Super Bowl appearance when they were yeah. going against Buffalo. I mean, uh, the Bengals. So I kind of don't want him.
2: Um, You've also got Bryce Callahan. That's well, not on this I, list, you know, but he's more of a nickel type guy. He's more, he's
1: more of a. Nickel. I think well, we're
2: set at nickel. I think we're good. He's,
1: he can play too, but I prefer him at the nickel.
2: And he's he's always injured too. It's just he, he just can't stay healthy. If 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 you can get a healthy Bryce Callahan, I'll sign up for that too.
1: Absolutely, because he, and he's another one with versatility.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So what I would like, and there is a name on there. We got to throw it up there for shits and giggles. Yeah, exactly. Doc's record. Carlton Davis, I'll give him 10. That's, 10 to 11. I'll give him 10 to
2: That's exactly the guy on this list. If I'm looking at the list and I'm being honest with myself, yes. he's probably the guy that I would go after. Would I love uh, JC Jackson? Yes, absolutely would. But, man, you're going to have to throw a bag at that guy. And just like we've said, all show and what we've talked about, you don't really have that cap space this year to be getting those guys. Look at those kind of guys next year. Look right. at whenever we've got one hundred twenty-one million dollars in free agency, that's when we're going to go after those kind of guys. I'm okay with that, just not right now. Let's just, let's just let's just pump the brakes on that. But if I had to choose one, obviously that's probably the route I'm going, just for the spending wise and the age.
1: So there's also a couple other guys. Now, I know you you don't like to go on the other side of 30.
2: You can go. That's why I threw up some names for
3: you. I'm just looking
1: at this because I'm looking at it financially and give me a guy two, three years that can coach some people up. Yeah. I like a guy like a Patrick Peterson who's 31, who's got a lot of football left in.
2: You want him like a couple-year deal. You know, I would You'd I'll probably I, get him on the cheaper side, right? Absolutely, I, could, I, I can't remember what the Vikings paid him this year, but well, also, whatever they paid him, they didn't astronomical. want to keep him.
4: Yeah.
1: They didn't want to keep him. So if you told if you told Patrick Peterson right now, I'll give you two years, 18 million. And he says, yes, take it. Yeah, take it. Another guy that I that I had on my short list was PJ Williams. I know you guys in okay. Bears lands. Remember him. He's the one that got one of our receivers goaded. Yeah. He kicked out the game. Javon Wims, remember him? Yeah, I remember so, that. PJ is 28.
2: I'm not a but, super big fan of him.
1: <laughs> but we know he can play ball.
2: He can, but he's one of those guys where I feel like if he was he's on a- my team, I would love that, but he's a guy that when he's not on your team, you don't like that, kind of like the Bulls with whenever we had Joe Kim Noah. Like, other people hated Joe Kim Noah, but we loved him because we knew what he brought.
1: So – A P.J. Williams is going to bring an intangible that he can get under people's skin and get them 15-yard penalties for us. Yeah. So, but tongue-in-cheek. But then another guy that I brought up before who will be on the cheap, who's very refreshed, is a Malcolm Butler. If we're looking at a cheap number two for a couple of years, we have to remember Malcolm Butler is the reason Russell Wilson doesn't have a second Super Bowl other than Pete Carroll. Yes. Everybody knows if Pete Carroll runs the ball with Marshawn Lynch, Russell got two. We all know that, right? Everybody? Yes. Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. We all know that? Okay. <laughs> Malcolm Butler is the guy that made that, that, that stop, that pick. Malcolm Butler is also the guy that Bill Belichick had the brain front on and had to, I've never heard Bill Belichick apologize, but he clearly apologized. Like, man, I should have played him.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: too. That says something that Bill Belichick is apologizing for Malcolm Butler, not playing. He sat out a year. He said, he's got his, he's got his desire back. I'd bring him in on the cheap and see we got, if he gets us a, a solid blah, solidifies our number two, and before everybody gets in the uproar about a Malcolm Butler, some of us same people
2: were praising I know what you're Ryan Pace
1: for, for Marcus Trufant, A 38 I knew, year
2: old Marcus Trufant.
1: So don't don't poo poo Malcolm Butler and praise <laughs> <the> Marcus <laughs> Trufant, who didn't even want to be
2: here. I hear you on that. Like, I, I knew that's that. where you were like, going. Let's not do that. <laughs> no, I I agree completely, JB there are some good names out there there's definitely solid guys out there but man like i just can't help but look at this corners class and just just look at myself here and be like okay we we got Derek stingley jr from lsu we've got ahmad sauce garner from cincinnati we've got trent mcduffie from washington andrew boots jr from clemson one of these guys I love here, Kyer Elam from Florida, Roger McCreary from Auburn, and we got Kyler Gordon from Washington. JB, there's a lot of good – and there's other guys here that I didn't even put on that list. Absolutely. absolutely. I've got a plethora of names that I can get to on this. We can talk about guys. Talk about anyone you want, JB. So
1: let's let's, let's back up again, please.
2: Yes, absolutely. Hold
1: because – Obviously, I want the sauce. Oh, we everybody, all do. Did anybody know going. who the sauce is?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Ahmad Garner, man. Ahmad 4 Gardner, four four one forty. Yes, yes. Kid is kid is gonna be special compared <laughs> to do. Richard Sherman. Yeah,
1: real heady, good tackler, just a beast. He'll probably be gone.
2: Oh, he's. <laughs> That's the most. Like, so no, I don't even think I, I'm, he's starting to creep towards. Well, I don't know. Depending on how the board falls, he he might he might get out of the top ten, but I don't think he will. It just depends on what some of these teams do because there's some good there's some good tackles in the draft. There's a couple good linebackers well, that might go early. There's quarterback that might. Who knows what Carolina's doing this. about quarterback now? Like there's. I'll say this: a lot of rumors going around. If about he gets
1: them. close to the back end of the draft in the first round, if he's still available. If I'm Ryan Poles, I'm making a call like, "I give you these two, I give you these two seconds and a sixth to move up and get him." That, that's that's who I would be. I would be saying,
2: but to give up both second round picks we just got for that one guy for sauce for yes. sauce, okay for sauce. That's a, yes, that's a that's a ballsy move by a because new GM. That guy, <laughs> you can
1: see he' gonna be that guy.
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, yeah. I do. And I mean, who knows about what Derek Stingley's going to be? I mean, yes, he sat out sat out last year. He didn't run the 40, but he's had good 40 times. He's a good tackler, open field. I think
1: he he's, ran an LSU combine back in the day. He ran a four three yeah, seven or something I, like that. You're like, probably
2: right. I, I then, wouldn't doubt that.
1: And, you know, they compare him to Stefan Gilmore. So he's yeah,
2: like, he's a beast, dude. He's a beast. He's got good 50 50 ball, good, great recovery speed. I saw that a lot on, on, some of the film I watched, and he's got injury concerns too, so he he's kind of a guy yeah, where I'm um, like, uh, I don't really know.
1: But that injury stuff can make him slip, but these days, you know, hell, we draft people off of injury all the time, so yeah, let's not make that a big, especially lineman, which makes no sense, but that's a story for another day. <laughs> yeah, we've got but, uh, a dark horse guy, I want you guys to look up, right? 6'2", 200 pound kid, 4340. three I'm looking at him If he can fall to that third round and we get him, or even that fifth, it's a guy from Sam Houston State named Zion McCullum. Okay. 6'2", steal of the draft. People are like, wait, where was this guy? He played football? Check him out. If the Bears are really doing their homework and doing their schedule, if their scouting department is doing our team justice, he'd be on your short list. Yeah. Zion McCullum, look him up, guys. 6'2", corner, Sam Houston State. You are already here first. It's going to be a problem in the league.
2: I don't think I got him on my list even. No, I don't. don't. You know this is my time of year,
1: AB. This is my time.
2: (laughs) It is. Yes, sir. So I have some intriguing names here that that I've looked at. I don't have a specific – I mean, I've got obviously the big name guys are guys I want, but there's some guys here that I like. Like, for instance, Kobe Bryant. For one, I can say Kobe all the time. That makes me happy. He's 6'3, 191. His 40 time was 454, which I know that everyone's running out of the gym in this combine, but that's still fast. That's still super fast. He was he was a leader at Cincinnati. I I watched some of their films. He 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 had a good tandem thing going on. He's, I mean, great tackler. Like pretty good tackler. He wasn't afraid, is what I noticed the most is that. Yeah. Even if he makes mistakes, he I mean, he was up right back in it. He's got that killer mentality. He wants to play tough, wants to play scrappy, just kind of like what I was talking about, what I want from Kendall Vildor. Now,
1: how much of that came from him playing with Sauce, though?
2: That's kind of where I'm getting at. But yeah. <laughs> there are some people that say that Sauce benefited more from him than vice versa. So that's, <laughs> that's the big debate. But that kid could really shine for us. But the things that bother me about it is the speedy guys. He kind of had issues with them, and I also noticed him getting off blocks too a lot. He he would kind of get lost in that. In the
1: Alabama game where Sauce didn't.
2: Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. what I was concerned about. Yeah, which I com- They are completely warranted. But this kid had a special year the year before. Even he would have been a higher pick if mm-hmm. if, if he would actually came out. That's a big name I had one of the more fun raw names that I was looking at for like more of a raw type guy is, is, is this Tariq Wolin kid? He's six, four, he's two Oh five. He went to UTSA. He's projected around third round. And that's kind of why I was looking at him. it. You he I'm that four, two, four, two, six, six forty guy at six, four, two Oh five. He's got great length. He's got good awareness. He can it play zone own coverage size, very well. Yeah. He's, I liked him whenever he was in in a zone. He was patient with it. He's got good closing speed to the ball. Super high motor. Super high motor. And he looks competitive as hell. He looks like a guy who'd come in and just dig at it. But the things that bother me with him are, are, are things that I look for big time in my corner is he was not good in press. I I honestly didn't like his press coverage, his lateral movement with those long, you know, that long body sometimes in transition. That didn't really look great, but his pad level—that was another thing. Where I mean, he's six four, so that's he's not always get getting head, down. Right. It's yeah, hard to get down. gambled a lot. Gambled probably more than I think he should have, and he didn't. He he hasn't played the position that long either. I think he's only played he it is, a right? couple of years. Yeah, yeah. So he's another kind of guy where I'm like, that's kind of a reach for me. Some of these other guys, but Martin, if he's
1: available in the fifth round and he's a project.
2: I'm thinking he might slip to the fourth or fifth. Yeah, he might be, like, one of those raw guys that he can slip down that far. I'm okay with that.
1: I'm but okay with that. I
2: wouldn't mind because – projected at, at third round right now.
1: I, I saw more good than bad with him. Yeah. Especially because, you know, University of Texas San Antonio, like, they're yeah. not on TV You're a not lot. seeing
2: that. Like, I had to yeah. go dig just to find the, some, yeah. some some film on this kid. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I didn't know where to look, you know, but –
1: Anytime you got a six-foot-four DB and he makes one play, he's going to be on a college football show. Yeah, absolutely. So we'll catch him. And then, unfortunately, UTSA will be somebody that will play a Georgia in like the first or second game of the season as a tune-up. So we'll get to be like, oh, who's that guy that made this one play against this great team? And then, you know, you never hear about him until draft time. Yeah. So, but definitely like him. I was going to ask you if you felt – now these guys are, are are a little older as well, but money wise, what about a Dante Jackson? You know, I know we talked about Bryce Callahan. What even about? Remember
2: Joe Hayden? Joe I Hayden like, is a free agent. I've always liked Joe Hayden. I wanted
1: us to draft Joe Hayden back.
2: In the I day. just don't. Yeah, so did I. I I I, I was upset. <laughs> whenever that one didn't. He went lie, to Cleveland? But, remember? Yeah, he did. Yeah, and I that was like one of those years where like. I bought Madden, and I'm like, how do I trade for that kid? <laughs> like, like, that's the guy that I want playing corner on my team. Like, he's that good of a player. Joe Hayden, he's a little older now, obviously, yeah. He's but, a little
1: longer, two, But again, like I said, that 26 – no, I'm sorry. That $6 million that we get from Mac now puts us at 32 point something, I think, for the year. Yeah,
2: I'd have to go look. I'm not 100% sure I didn't look that and up. And to get
1: – If Joe Hayden is healthy to get a guy like that on your team, that only helps Jalen Johnson. That only helps Thomas Graham. That only helps those other two.
2: She's talking about something completely I'm sure. Yeah. I think they're just having their own conversations here in the in the chat. No, that's fine. Keep it up. No, I I love it. I love it.
1: There's (laughs) a number. Scrolling on the
2: bottom, call in. Yes, guys, just so you know, just so everyone knows that if you have any questions or anything at all you want to talk about, please put it in the chat or you can use our call in line. Now, when you use our call in line, you're going to be directly speaking to me and you're not really going to hear what JB says. So if you go that route, then make sure that you turn down your volume enough so you can still hear it, but not echo through. (laughs) So. Right. That's you're more than welcome to do that, but, but yeah, JB. Let's. I mean, I've even got more guys in this draft that I like. Like, I, well, I,
1: I had a couple more guys too. But oh then, yeah, go no, please. So, but, but, but that's the problem. Like when we get to those later, 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 later rounds.
2: Well, I'm not. I'm not very interested in going late on this one. I'm interested in second and third round.
4: Well,
1: at, that's the thing
2: at at at, at this point. Just because so, now we have two of them. This one of those has to be a second corner. It's got to so, be.
1: Well, no, 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 Yes. <laughs> <If>
2: <laughs> Why that, not, JB? Damn. If one of those
1: guys are available, yes. If one of those top got like, if there's a projected late third, fourth round, fifth round guy, let's not jump up and take him with that 40th pick or that 39th pick.
2: Oh, no, no.
1: No, but, like. There's another DB DB position that we need to take, and I think we should segue to that right now. What's that? Safety. You want to do that now? Because although we do need a QB2, I mean a CB2, we still have more options getting that position in free agency than we do with the safety position.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well... We do have a couple quick questions and then we will segue over over to the safeties. One other name, just to throw another name in that bin, is that Kyrie Elam kid. I'm telling you, go look that kid up. He's 6'2 from Florida, like late first, maybe second round. He was 4'3'9'40. He comes from family members who are in the league. Like he's got family members in the league, big physical guy. Good pedigree, good speed, good at pressing, which I love in in my corners. I do. He is kind of ball awareness
1: was one of his. That's yeah. Well,
2: that and he he's just kind of inconsistent with like certain things. But he's a guy that I think that Matt Eberflus and that whole defensive staff can look at and go, that guy's got the speed. He's got the size. He's got the length. He's got everything that we need. We can coach him up. He gets handsy too. He gets a little handsy for me. That could be something down the road where he could have yeah, especially FBI against shifty problems.
1: receivers.
2: Yeah, a lot and, of
1: holes, a lot
2: of inadvertent. He gets kind of like I don't want to say he's lazy, but his like at times his his fundamentals don't don't look like where they should be. But mm-hmm. I still like the kid a lot. Well, there's I, I and saw him there's in- like three other guys on here, but. We got a whole show to get to still. <laughs> I'm not going to spend all night on it. But. If I'm not
1: mistaken AB if you go to that Kentucky game year before last that's when he showed his butt. Yes. Yes. That was yeah, he's he's a baller. He's that's a baller. Where,
2: that's where I was like, "Ooh, okay, I'm yeah. paying attention." Like mm-hmm. I, I definitely did, but we've got some questions here. So we've got our buddy. Dog, 2001. <laughs> 2001. Welcome back buddy. And he asked is, do we think Kenny Pickett will be the best QB in this draft class? And my answer is emphatically. Absolutely. Yes, he is. I, I think he is. I think his arm talents there. I think he might be a poor man's um, Herbert. Probably a poor man's Justin Herbert. So, but out of all the quarterbacks that I've seen, and I haven't really got to dig as deep as I want to yet. And we will, whenever we have our quarterback show where we speak on Justin Fields and what he needs to work on some of the free agents and stuff and the rookies, we will get to these guys for sure. I promise you that we're going to break down every week. We're going to have all these different positions we're going to look at. We're going to break down guys that we can sign. We can draft promise we're going down that road. But yes, for me. I think it's Kenny Pickett.
1: For me, I have to say I don't know because it depends on where Kenny Pickett goes. If he goes somewhere, no, elements. Elements, oh, okay. Because he's got such small hands that if he puts gloves on to throw the ball in cold weather.
2: Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. Yeah, a lot he of people like are knocking. Thirty him on something that. fumbles in Pittsburgh. A lot of people are knocking him. I, I, I think he, uh, I think on the combine he was wearing gloves, didn't he?
1: He, he was. Yeah, and that's okay. why I said that's telling because if you guys now he can throw the ball, he's phenomenal. He can throw the ball, like you said, puts you in the mind of a Justin Herbert. Yeah. But look at how many fumbles the kid had. Not interceptions, fumbles lost. He, his, his hands. Are not big enough. See, that's a big hand.
2: What are they like? Eight inch something? Eight. I think they said eight and a half. Which and is and a half. like yeah. record like the smallest hands. That's tiny. But but, but what that was the Jared golf uh, knock on him coming out too. It right? was. But yeah.
1: but that was the Michael Vick knock. If a lot of people don't remember <laughs> that, Michael Brooke, Vick had very small hands.
2: Brick violets small hands are an issue now stop it you're making me laugh Brooke,
1: well <laughs> i'm not joking that is a real thing
2: when you're holding something big it might make it feel bigger let's just say that <laughs> or, this, or when you're holding something small small hands make something look bigger so it, it's, it's
1: a real thing because <laughs> when when see we're nerds we look into that shit yeah <laughs> and when this kid and you look and say why does he have this many fumbles? And then you look at highlights of him just running, and then whoop the ball slips out. Wasn't touch, wasn't anything. The ball just slips. Because it can't hold the ball.
2: Our buddy Frank Marshall says that he thinks he's going to be like Johnny Menzel. Frank, I, don't do that. I don't, I don't agree with that one. Hey, bit. Frank? I don't. Hold on,
1: Frank.
4: <laughs> That for one minute, buddy,
2: I'm sorry. That's not the guy that I see, Johnny Menzel I and I don't want to be the guy always like I knew that guy, I knew that guy, I, I knew that guy. But man, you could see Johnny Menzel throwing up prayers left and right, and I was like, "There's no way that's going to translate to the NFL. There's no way." Especially I with this literally attitude
1: read something the other day that said that he might be playing in the USSF, the USSFL, or the XFL coming this year.
2: I believe it. I'm like, I got to call Ward. (laughs) (laughs) I believe it. I do. I believe it. And Devin Devin Thomas, he might have been better in the combine, but that always doesn't translate. That's like just because you're good in the combine does not mean that you're going to be an elite guy at that level. I just see certain things from each guy. And I honestly haven't done my homework as much as I should have. I'm going to be honest. I haven't studied them as much as I should, but what I first see game film on stuff I think his game translates better. That's just the way I view him, except the hands.
1: What they'll say is this. They'll say Malik Willis is a better thrower of the ball. Yeah. That's one of the things they'll say. But then they'll look at he played at Liberty. Yeah. I I don't – look, whether you're playing against A competition or F competition, if you can play, you can play.
2: It's kind of like Trey Lance
1: was. It's the same with the the North Dakota State, right. But they didn't give that same problem to um, Carson Wentz. No. You know, they didn't give him that same cassette. That's like Josh Allen playing at uh, freaking Wyoming, you know? Yeah. I like Josh Allen, though. But that's what I'm saying. So it'll come down. Well, it will come down to Malik Willis, Kenny Pickett, or Matt Corral. If you guys are familiar with him from uh, Ole Miss,
2: I haven't got into like I, I, I've just kind of snipped around him a little bit. I haven't well, given well, him so a well, lot of chances. Well, 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 we're gonna get well, we're, on, right. we're gonna get on the quarterbacks down the road, like a hundred percent, guys. We will.
1: Brooke, you are silly. You called them. You called Jack Cone, uh, Jay Cutler.
2: I don't know about all that. That's a fail in my book. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big fail in my book. But, but let's get to the safeties. We've got to get to the safeties because we're just I mean, we got tons to talk about still. She I love this. Show. I know she did. Trash. I, I know she did. And I'm just ignoring it. I'm trying to ignore it and move on from this horrible horrible take that that I just saw. I but, I love her.
1: I love her. Where's she? I love it.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so we got it. Hang on a minute. Let me get back on track here because that just ruined my whole day. Let's <laughs> be real. So we've got to get to um, the safety talk now. Yes, please, and please,
1: please, please.
2: We only have one safety on this team, so I'm not going to show you like a big thing of all the safeties we have because we've got Eddie Jackson right now. <laughs> That's it. It's the only one we have. It's basically on contract. So he's the guy that we're going to start and, and end with. When it comes to that, because I don't think we're going to get Tayshawn Gibson back. I don't think he's really an option. So I didn't really spend the time breaking down Tayshaun Gibson because I don't think he's going to be here anyway. But Jack Cohn is not... Jay Cutler. Let's just stop. (laughs) Please stop. No more Jack Cohn and no more Jay Cutler comparisons today. Never would I thought
1: I would be on a show where I'm talking about Jack. (laughs) Wow,
2: have to actually have this debate right now. It's insane. (laughs) But our our buddy Tony Perkins here. Yes, we are sad in the secondary. And that's kind of why I started this whole position stuff with this entire group because i knew free agency's coming in what 6 days from now yes. and i i wanted this one more than any one to be broke down the most because this is what our biggest need is outside of i would say um as a whole outside of wide receiver because mm-hmm. wide receiver we've got tons of holes there too we're not we're obviously not going to get to that before free agency starts but whoever we get we can break them down as well i have no issues going and grabbing film from other Players from other teams and we're, we're gonna get to that then. But Eddie Jackson, man. Um, do you have any pros for Eddie Jackson this this past year, or is it all just negative? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, did he he tried being a verbal leader, but the way okay. he went about <laughs> it was like it was horrible. First and of all, his press conferences told, were uncomfortable. Telling, telling Kendall Bill Dorden not to tackle, right? His press conferences were
1: uncomfortable. <laughs> to me, he had that. Who me?
2: Yeah, like on me? Yeah, because I'm a leader, it. right? Dude, come on. I'm.
1: I'm. Look, I'm not even talking about the three plays where he just wiped out his own player. I'm not even going to talk about that. There's this play against the Minnesota Vikings where the ball is like here, and he just turns around and looks and. I, it, Maybe it was Justin Jefferson, whoever caught the ball, and I'm like, and he just stands there, like,
2: yeah, he's just like, hey. and that
1: did it for me. Like I'm, I'm done with dude. Just, just sitting around. <laughs>
4: for
2: me, he's a no go, man. Like but-
1: the other, the only other good play he had was when Khalil Mack got the fumble and pitched it to him, and then he ran it. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm. I don't have anything good to say about Eddie. He didn't even touch game one against the Rams. He didn't even touch Dan Jefferson. Look who
2: decided to jump in and (laughs) immediately go about Eddie Jackson. Terrence Nichols, our buddy from our our home, the Chicago Clubhouse Network. Guys, make sure to check us out there. We have a great lineup there. Every Tuesday we're on there speaking to ex-Bears players most of the time. We, We have other guys too. But a lot of ex Bears players, and he's our host. He's a hilarious guy, but he, as much as us, I think he leads I think the. He Eddie hates Eddie Jackson, Jackson worse than us. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's the leader of the haters club.
1: <laughs> I think you know what? If he could jump on real quick and rant, that would be awesome. But he's yeah. gonna burn Eddie. He's gonna burn Eddie Jackson's jersey on <laughs> national television. Watch. I think he might too. So okay, Tony. Tony, you remember the game I'm talking to? Like, like I'm talking about, like the ball was like right here. It was like right here. Like if he turns around and does this, he doesn't. Like he. Oh my God! Can we show that that film, please?
2: So I don't have that one, but oh. I do have some Eddie Jackson film in here that we can kind of break some stuff down. So what I'm oh what I'm going to show you. I got to pour is, another drink, AB. All right, go <laughs> ahead.
1: Because that was that
2: just got me upset. Well, since you're doing that, how about we do this? How about we take a quick commercial break? You go pour that drink. You go pour some more of that Moore's beer. And I'll have a nice commercial about Moore's beer. Cheers.
4: There was a time when high standards prevailed. When excellent craftsmanship was displayed and treated with the utmost importance.
1: Acquire the crisp, refreshing taste of Moore's beer. Moore's Beer, Raise your standards.
2: And that was a quick word from our sponsor, Moore's Beer. Guys, you are in the Chicagoland area, and you have a damn pulse, and you haven't tried this stuff yet. You have got to try it. I wish I would have pulled up the freaking Hakeem Hicks photo that Damon Wasn't that awesome? With holding that Moore's Beer, man. It is, it is great beer, I promise you. If you need to know where to go get it in the Chicagoland area, go to morrisbeer.com today, and you will find some good stuff. I promise you that. I just wish I could get some more. <laughs> That's my problem. Oh, <laughs> duh. I got I to gotta go back and get it. I'm not no. in Chicago. You know what I – remember what I did as a
1: test for Ward?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I got you. All right. I'll even – I'll even throw you the money. I'll even be, I'll I'll send you the wire it, whatever, man. Man, we don't do that around I, here. I will wire you a hundred and fifty dollars. Give me as much as you can. <laughs> just a pallet of this shit. So well, I you, have
1: know, you know our mom would not have that. <laughs> so.
2: Absolutely. I a hundred percent agree with you on that, brother. I do so. I'm going to get this Eddie Jackson breakdown. And I hope I swear guys, I'm sorry if it lags, I'm sorry if it's not working right, but let's get this here. So this again is the Bengals game. And as you see, if you can look, you've got Eddie Jackson in the back here. He's the deep safety in, in this nickel coverage. Mm -hmm. So what you're going to see on this is on the break, you've got the wide receiver down low. He's, He's running out. Oh, look, there comes the slot guy running a crossover. the other wide receiver outside. He's he's running free out. So Eddie Jackson's got to watch what's going on with the quarterback to see where he's ending up with the ball. What he does, he breaks on it. Joe Burrow throws the ball. But what Eddie doesn't do is Eddie's not deep enough and Eddie doesn't react quick enough. So what happens instead is Eddie kaboom hits the DB and Jamar chase walks in like he does with many people. Now we're going to see what Eddie Jackson should be doing on these plays. And this is one that we saw from the Arizona Cardinals, not last year. I believe this was two years ago. If I, if I'm not mistaken, it might be the year before. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but again, same kind of formation, except it's, it's, It's flipped on the other side, right? You've got that outside corner running out. You've got the other corner on the other end running out. Eddie Jackson reads it right, reads that QB, ball in the air. Where's Eddie Jackson? He was 30 yards backfield when the play started. He was reading it from, from the moment it jumped off. I went back and looked at another angle. This kid was back farther than I've ever seen him, like 30 yards back, right? Just enough to where he can backpedal, swivel over, and make the catch right there over top the wide receiver that's the guy that we need so here again this is what i think eddie jackson excels at the most this is what i love about what eddie jackson can do you see eddie jackson here hang on let's bump it eddie jackson was he is this the the third db would be in that row he's basically just hovering back watching out for these underneath routes right what he does He sees the QB's eyes. He's watching the QB, and he knows that this wide receiver is is breaking over. Jumps the route. Boom. Right? Right in front of him. Boom. Money play. Same thing here. It's the exact same thing, except this time he's not the high safety. He's the low safety. He's coming off on man off of a slanting out tight end. You can see him. Watches the quarterback. Sees that tight end break out, and then what's he do? Boom. Right in front of it pick 6, right? This is the Eddie Jackson we need going forward and I think this this whole cover 2 is going to help Eddie Jackson do that. We need him to play high safety, but what Eddie Jackson excels at is biting on these underneath routes, JB. I don't see him as much over top as I do biting on underneath routes. That's what I think he's best at. So, should he be playing high safety or low safety in the box trying to sneak out these underneath routes?
1: So in that spread formation, the, the one thing, question. <clears throat> in that spread formation, the one thing that was telling in that Tampa Bay game. Thank you. That Tampa Bay game, that was a down and distance interception, right? Yeah. It was third and 19. Yeah. Tom had to get rid of the ball. That wasn't Quick. Tom.
2: That wasn't time. I thought it was Tom. That wasn't time. That was that was Jameis. That was uh Fitzpatrick. That, that, was his, that his, his that's magic. how long ago that was. Yeah. Okay.
1: So it looked like everybody, because that was definitely uh Number 13, what's his name? Evans. He definitely did. They did inside curls, and yeah. it was a position where, like, they weren't they weren't trying to get the first down. Yeah. They're just trying to get yard. So Eddie read that perfectly. So that's why I'm saying, like, in certain situations, yeah, he can excel in that. But if you go back to that first one, what happened was once that receiver on the outside, they called. When you're single, high safety zone, right? Your zone does this. Pop it back up. Yes. So he's off the screen right now. Yes. Jalen Johnson at the top of the screen has single coverage. This and linebacker, if you go down, you see a three, tri- you see a triangle. Jalen Johnson, yes. you see a safety, you see a linebacker. Yes. That bracket that's called bracket coverage. Bracket cover. once, once, he, once he releases past the linebacker, then he's one-on-one. Eddie Jackson missed this because once uh Kendallville Door. Got beat, he's supposed to come over the top. Immediately. Yeah. Immediately. Because there's that's the, that's the most immediate threat. But not only was he too far back, he was too far over. He way to, over. He needed to stay center field. That way Jamar Chase doesn't catch that ball. And maybe just a rule of thumb, how about you shade to Jamar Chase's side because it's freaking Jamar
2: Chase? Yeah. Absolutely, I I agree completely. It's just one of those things. But so he's either needs to be center field back, single high back, but like back back. But that's all going to depend on what's what's going on. Obviously, we don't want him back there all game like that. Well, that he was
1: Chris Conti type back, but the yeah. problem was, what? so he never had to come down because the, once once that underneath brow slot slot upper slot broke off that was no longer Eddie because the linebackers were going to drop and pick that up anyway. Yep. That was never his call. So he should have never been looking down there. He should have been dropping, dropping, dropping. Once Jalen had that covered one-on-one and he saw Jamar Chase had a seam straight yeah. up the middle of the field, he's got to come over. I don't know what if, – if at that point in time, if you're still looking at the quarterback, then that's on you.
2: You've why- the playoff. That's why I'm afraid of him in these in these more deep type situations, because the more film I put on, the more I see him excelling in this underneath route. I've even heard people to go as far as say that he should play nickel in our new scheme because mm. he's better at the underneath. I don't think that's really warranted because I don't want him playing man coverage against a slot nickel like that's kind of rough for him. I don't think that speed would really help him, especially going up against like what? You're gonna line him up against Cooper Cup? I doubt well, it. Well, no, no. <laughs> no well, here's,
1: here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And that's why I said we gotta. One day we have to go and pull up Ibraflus's defense. That this yeah, particular yeah. defense now is gonna look more like the Tampa two, yeah, than it is with anything free floating underneath or single high. Because essentially they play with two free safeties. They don't really – now, somebody comes into the box, true enough, but it's not like you got that Tony Parrish strong safety mentality.
2: You don't have a Jamal Adams no. in this defense. We're going to get to that next about free agency and rookies that we can look at too. So that might be a possibility, getting that hard-hitting safety to play underneath in the box and letting Eddie Jackson do what, what, what he, does he, best. he can do best is be opportunistic. Be what he was with Vic Fangio. Be that same kind of guy. Be opportunistic. And just give him that job of being that dude again. That's what we need for Manny Jackson. And he's got to wrap up more. I get it. He's trying to strip the ball. He's trying to make plays. I get that. But you've got to start wrapping up. And that's something that Matt Eberflus in this defense should be really beating in his brain over and over again. Is that making sure you're wrapping up tackles. No more no more of this, you know, where you've got a safety crossing over the middle and he runs to grab him and he slips up and then the guy gets 20 more yards down the field. You can't let that happen. especially That's the Rams game all over in. again. He's supposed to literally be the last line of defense. And that guy, if your safety's losing that many tackles, you're going to keep having these kind of drives, guys. It's, it's, it's not going to change it's not so we've got to see more of that from eddie jackson going forward jb so now we can get to
1: start with your free agents before you go to our draft it's a
2: thousand percent what i'm gonna do (laughs) you read my mind buddy so we're gonna look at the free agent safety so we've got a marcus williams we've got tyron matthew devin McCourty, jesse bates the third quandre diggs jordan whitehead terrell edmonds and marcus may a guy that you brought up a lot too jb so where do you think we're going to go here, JB? What exactly would – I mean, obviously, if it's me, I would probably get Tyron Matthew, if you can, but that's way too much money. But For
1: the money, yes. For the production, no. No. Um, I kind of think if he doesn't get franchised or make some type of deal to go back to Louisiana to play for the Saints, I think he stays a chief. I, do, I really do.
2: Okay. But what do you get? Like $16 million last year? I think it was. Yeah,
1: he was paid. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He, he's definitely going to be out of our price range. But if you, so obviously, there's a team called the Seattle Seahawks is having what's
2: called a fire sale. <laughs> They're blowing it up. I love it. Everybody's
1: available. You get a card, you get a card, you get a card. Get car. Everybody gets a player.
2: <laughs> Everybody gets a player.
1: I would, my first call, would be the Quandre Diggs, yeah. Ninety-four tackles, I think. Five, six interceptions, if I remember correctly.
2: Yeah, but he's my- also the guy that you brought up earlier that he got all those interceptions, but also gave up. Right. Well, no, no, no. that was Trayvon. Or, 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 yeah, sorry, that was Trayvon. You were talking.
1: But the Cowboys, Quandre I'm- Diggs is a is a is a hybrid safety. Hybrid, yeah. Remember, it was it was Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams in Seattle.
4: Yeah, Jamal
1: Adams is a traditional strong safety. Quandre Quandre Diggs has played similar strong safety slash nickel slash free. Yeah, he's more of a ball hawk, but he's a good tackler. That's why I say I like him because clearly Eddie's weakness is tackling, whereas Quandre Diggs is he can tackle. Clearly. Yeah, you got ninety-four of them boys now. For the money, I'm not sure what he would want. For the age, give me Marcus May
3: because Marcus right May. now,
1: because uh, Quandre Diggs is 29, right? Give me, give me Marcus May for the youth movement and for what I really want to do. He don't, you know, he don't want to be in the Jets. He he, don't, he doesn't. No.
2: He's not the same. <laughs> I mean, maybe he buys into what they're rebuilding. They I mean, got a hell of a coach, Robert Sala can coach. I like him. I you really see what he did like with the 49ers? Yeah. He can coach. I'm really starting to like him. But it's it's like a lot of players. They they
1: just don't want to be with that whole Jets mystique and all that. that you know that's going on. But yeah. in a in a vacuum, put that up one more time because there's yeah. one more
2: name I want people to to, to kind of like. Really, really recognize. And there's other names too. Like these were just kind of the top guys that that I noticed that we could really look at. Absolutely. But I want to focus
1: on one name. Everybody, pay attention. The best one that we can get for the age is Jesse Bates the third.
2: He's 24. That's that's why he's on this he's list. He's
1: 24.
2: That's why I like him, because he's 24. But he
1: just came off the Super Bowl, so yeah. he's going to want a bag.
2: He's hot. <laughs> but, I mean, like, so the thing about him is, remember whenever the Broncos won the Super Bowl and they had Dan Trevathan was the hot name, and everyone was like, oh, my God, we got Danny Trevathan. He's still young, and he just won a Super Bowl. I feel that's the same kind of narrative when we're talking about this player but jesse bates was
1: 20 years old young when he got into the league yeah (laughs) but
2: what i'm saying is is that yeah he has youth and yes he's coming up super bowl but is is he as as polished and as good as some of these other guys you could get i don't think so do you think that he could turn into that guy possibly but this is where i mean I'm going to be biased because there's safeties in this draft that I like more than the free agent list. Just for the sheer fact, again, is that we're rebuilding this defense. If you
1: get rid of Eddie Jackson and you're drafting a safety and you're picking him up. That would be
2: different. That's different. Right. That would be that's, totally that's that, that I will buy all day, JB that right there. I would buy because for Eddie Jackson, I've heard rumors. If they trade him, the best scenario they're going to get is a fourth to a fifth. And that was from some expert people that know what they're talking about. and I trust that, but I, I would say no better than a than a fourth if you're lucky, a late fourth. And, and then guess, that's just playing something. Guess
1: who out here has interest in a trade for
2: him? love Lovey. Yeah. That's, yeah. He, well, he fit he fits. He fits. He fits. Yeah, but at the same time, doesn't doesn't he? If you're saying he fits Lovey, he's fitting us just as much.
1: Well, not so because, again, remember I said we have to go and watch Eberfluses because it's, it's, it's a form of a Tampa 2, but it's not the bin, 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 don't. It's not yeah. that. It's just kind of a form of it. Because remember, their linebackers were very, very busy. Very, very busy.
2: Thank you, Devin Thomas. He says he likes the way we think.
1: My man, Devin.
2: Some people do. <laughs> well, hopefully, <laughs> we maybe <laughs> just depends on who you talk to.
1: But we say we say what we say what the people really want to hear. We say what the people think, and we say what other people want. So yeah, that's just that. Yeah, absolutely. But, but to put to put again, we don't like to put the cart before the horse here, guys. If you get one of these free agents, you you're not going to pair that guy, Jesse Bates with Eddie Jackson. You're you're not.
2: No, which is kind of why I'm like, eh, on that. Like, I, I would rather do what you're saying, JB, and just unload Eddie Jackson, get what you can for him, plus a boatload of money on the other side, and get a him safety in, him, in the him. draft Correct. at strong safety, a hard-hitting Adrian Amos-type guy to come in and, and play with him. Like, that's the route I would rather go to. That's kind of why I, I'm – I'm just a little hesitant on, on this because I'm looking this as a viewpoint of where Eddie Jackson is staying on the team. I'm not looking at it as a point know. where Eddie Jackson's gone, but no. I've also said that I think Eddie Jackson could be the next name or a Robert Quinn as well. Those are both names that I'm like, if you're breaking it down... Do they want to be here? Do they want the system? Give yourself some credit, brother.
1: Give yourself some eh, credit because you said... We're not
2: there yet. <laughs> no, but you said we needed to make a change. Yeah.
1: But none of us collectively today thought that we were going
2: to lose Khalil Mack. We I didn't. Did. I wanted him gone. And it's not because I don't like the player. No, I no, love no, no. It, the it, player. It love. made financial and future sense. I love the 2018 Khalil Mack. I love the all-pro at at a couple positions with the Raiders, Cleo Mack. I like that Cleo Mack. I don't like the Cleo so Mack using that, this. that gets broken down. And, you know, after the third game of the season, he's already got an issue with a knee or a back or, so, a le- or just something. It, it's so that's it, why it, I said it kind of keeps happening. Why not give yourself
1: some credit? Because maybe Poles is having the same type of thought process that you are, right? Maybe he watched the show. Who knows? The show, oh, that would be I awesome. doubt it.
2: I wouldn't <laughs> if I well, was.
1: Everybody <laughs> knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, that knows somebody that oh, to yeah, check this yeah. out.
2: Yeah. You know? 100%. 100 But it just
1: makes more sense now because if we're in the mindset of getting younger, getting better, getting more productive. And that's where I said, I, I can't wait till we break down what Ebert did with that defense. It wasn't just a top 10 defense like. We're stopping everything. It was productive. It was opportunistic. It was always
2: moving. There are some things in that defense that I've noticed just by watching film of. And I saw other, the holes of other things. There's some holes. Especially. I saw the holes. That's why I said but I know how to beat it. It's 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 not anything that's like you know shocking to anybody. Like obviously the outside end corners are that little sweet spot right there. Sitting in that cover too, where where the you have that cornerback who only drops back so far. You've got that other single high safety. That's is he coming over on that side to help? Is the low side guy have anything going on? There's there's a bunch of factors in there that matter, but there are holes in the cover too, and there's big things that we're going to talk about coming up in the next few weeks after we get past all the positions stuff we got, guys. I'm telling you, this offseason season's going to be fun, and I'm. I, I'm excited to do it. I wish Warwick was here. I miss him. I wish he would be here for this because, man, linebacker week is going to be fun whenever we get Warwick talking about linebacker oh, yeah. play. Oh, it's yeah. going to be crucial. amazing talking with it's him great. about We linebacker.
1: got some nails. Boy, do we got some names.
2: Yes, we do. Ooh. And uh, hopefully we're going to have some other former Chicago Bears to jump on with maybe Ooh. break down some stuff too as well. That could be two, in the order as well. Two of
1: our names already fell to the wayside, by the way. We'll talk oh. later.
2: Oh, okay. 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 But let's go ahead and we will get now to the drafting safeties. This is where I'm going to get excited now. So we've got we got some names here, guys. We've got a Mr. Kyle Hamilton from Notre Dame. We've got JB's guy, Jaquan Brisker from Penn State. We've got got Daxton Hill from Michigan. We've got one of my favorite guys, Jalen Petrie from Baylor. We've got Lewis sign. I hope I said that right. I always get that wrong. Lewis then Okay. We've got Kirby Joseph, my Illinois boy, represent there, and Brian Cook from Cincinnati. Those are just a few of the names on this list that I have. So JB, I don't even really need to ask you. I already know what you're gonna say. You've been telling me for months, months upon months upon months, hey you need to go check out this Penn State safety, Alan. I'm telling you, he's the real deal. And I'm like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. And boy, did I get to it. Holy shit. <laughs> this kid, and he could possibly be there in the second round. He's a late first round to early second round guy. So there's a possibility of a Jaquan Britsker here. JB, the floor is yours, man, because this is your guy.
1: He's not only my guy. He He gave my. I'm
2: hedging my. (laughs) He gave your. He gave your Michigan State Spartans a. Oh my
1: god! Didn't he? Oh, Oh, two hmm. years ago. I'm like.
2: I almost wanted to go pull some film of him just beating the shit out of Michigan State just to upset you. I was like, I don't want to depress him today.
1: (laughs) I'm like one of the best running backs in college football is Kenny Walker, and they always run away from this guy until they don't run away from this
4: guy. I'm like, yeah
1: when i tell no, you I this guy it maybe? It, well, uh, no for me no
2: mike brown mike brown oh you just perked up everybody's interest now everyone's listening 6'1", he, he weighs 203 44940 4, time dude is violent in the open field, man, he goes after. He can get to the quarterback, too. I saw some yes. times where he can hit the edge. He can get to the quarterback. He can play any scheme you put this kid in. He's got good instincts. He's good in the box. He's, I mean, he, he's an on-field coach. He's He's a guy that will help build your defense and lead your defense. His hips are loose. He's got good strength. I mean, there was some things that I'm like, this kid just jumps off the page to me, but he did have some issues, JB.
4: That uh, I noticed.
2: But So, the things that I noticed the most about this kid was that he had moments where right. it was almost like he was caught sleeping. And just kind of like lackadaisical whenever he wasn't set correctly. And guys would take advantage of that. Some, some, some uh, speedier guys, he was kind of having issues with some of them. A lot of guys have that, though. And... Well, you he lights on a lot of plays that he might not. He might not probably. Well,
1: be, I think. Yeah. Well, part of part of that, from what I from what I watch, if you watch this, if you go back That's and watch a couple of the right? I'm, well, well, I, what, am, what I am. I am nitpicking, guys. But you have to do that. Yeah, you have to nitpick. So I'm not mad at that. But one of the games, the Indiana game, comes out like right in my mind. Yeah. So one of the things that you have to remember just because you're the all world athlete doesn't mean that you're going to cover the four, two guy. Yeah. You want to scare him? Like, yeah, their best player is guarding me, but that, you know, and that, that, that happened less than what really occurs. Like, come on, Deion has been beaten. Rod Woodson has been beaten. Troy Polamalu, Ed Reed have been beaten, but they haven't been beaten more time than they were successful. And that's why I say this kid has that type of mold. If anybody remembers Bears lore, Mike Brown, mm-hmm. tackle, he could hit. He saved two one season. He saved two games in a row. In Cleveland a row. and San In
2: I'll never forget walk off picks. <laughs> I was there for the Cleveland. It was cold in the mouth. I was there for the. Remember Cleveland. what Warwick said about him too. Warwick Holman told us a story a few weeks back about Mike Brown that he would hit dudes. So hard that he would knock himself out, knock himself out, and get up and come back to the sideline and be like, "What happened?" <laughs> he wouldn't even know what happened in the play because he went so hard and so fast. And that's what I see with this guy. I see a Jaquan Britzker man. I I see a lot of the same intangibles, plus size, size, plus, plus more speed, plus. More intangible, like play, like I, man, like this kid jumps off the page for me. Like I love his game yes. so much, man. And honestly, I don't think that we have a shot at the other guy, Kyle Hamilton. Early. So he's the
1: best in the draft. He
2: is the best in the right. draft. He, I, I didn't even really scout him that much, just because I knew exactly who he was anyway. I've watched well, enough I, I, Notre I Dame. he was a
1: Notre Dame, because like again. When you have a six foot four DB.
2: Yeah, he's insane.
1: They're gonna they're gonna feature <laughs> and highlight him. He I like the comparison though.
2: This kid could come out and like literally like he's got like Brian Erlacher's build as a rookie. Yes. He's like ridiculous. Like he but could I, probably I like I the like, linebacker if he wanted. Absolutely. Well, again, four or five. Yeah. A lot
1: of people don't remember, like Ed Reed, one of the greatest safeties yeah. ever, five eleven, four or five forty, right? A lot of people don't remember this, but Kyle Hamilton reminds you of a guy by the name of Cam Chancellor. Okay. The boom. that's a good one. I like that comp. Can I like that comp? Can get after it at every level. Well, so Joe, to answer your so, question,
2: Joe Ryan is is speaking about Brisker right now. I believe he is. I think he's he probably too, a little bit behind us. because
1: you? because what he said about um, what we were talking about with Mike Brown, yeah. I can say yes, but for every Roddy Lott, Joey Browner, Chuck Cecil, hard-hitting, tight end, I mean, uh, safety, you may have a Bob Sanders. Yeah. Who will lay the wood,
2: but has always hurt. So, I mean, But he doesn't necessarily just have to be that guy all the time. He can wrap up. He can tackle, no, he he's, can got, tackle. he's got he's got good tackling strength. Like absolutely. He, he can bring dudes down. But he, JB he's selective so, with his yes, tops. That, that's that's a perfect word for it. Like he's, he knows when he needs to not lay not the boom down and set the tone yes. and when it's overkill, you know, absolutely. like but if you're not getting him, if you're looking at other guys, say that they're both gone and you're extremely upset. Because they're both gone. <laughs> is there any other? I'm so sorry safeties? for my TV. Is there, is there any other? Are there any other safeties in this draft that you like? I've I've got some names here that we can definitely discuss. I've got so a good amount of names. I remember you saying one the other night when yes. we were talking with uh, uh, Tim, Tim Jennings. Jennings. Yes.
1: So Lewis yeah, right.
2: Um,
1: championship just won a national championship with the Georgia Bulldogs.
2: Yeah. Another six two 200 pounds 43740. 44 4,
1: 40. Fast. I'm, I'm projecting him in the third,
2: me personally, He's second to third round as of right now. Yeah, that's so exactly I'm not the fall, I'm not the yep. fall,
1: but my grade on him, my grade on him is not going to be in the six, the high sixes, it's going to be kind of like six, six point one, six point two, maybe even a five, only because, okay. only because now. If you put him in a certain system, like, Georgia had so much in front of him, he was yeah. able to do whatever he wanted to do. Free reign. That makes a difference, guys. That makes a big difference. If he goes to, like, a Buffalo, he'll be a pro bowler.
2: See, I also feel like he's more of a free safety. He, he is a free safety. And then he's he a free is, is, yeah. Like, so he like, is. like, like would that work with Annetty Jackson? like? You're kind of going to have Fluses, two guys in, that are kind of the same kind of guy, except he, that he's more of a hard-hitting downhill he runner. He can actually tackle better yeah. than him. Oh, for sure. So that's like, why I'm
1: saying, like, in Iberflusa's system, he can flourish.
2: Yeah. like, But if
4: if
1: he was – so if he went to
2: – He was the leader oh. of that defense, too. Like, like, oh. he, was depth, like he, he ran that defense. And his run game ability, man, he was good in the run. He – his vision and anticipation was the big word for me was anticipation. He knew exactly where he needed to be to yes. set up to make the plays he needs to make. It's like he'd been doing it his whole life, man. It, it was it, does.
1: it okay. comes natural and effortlessly for him. That's why I said, but because again, even yeah. some of our scouts, they get caught up on these numbers like, well, he only had three picks. That's well, how did he I'll... play the game?
2: I'll actually give you another number that, that might bother you a lot. Um, the, the big one that I looked up was that whenever he was targeted over his three years, he had a QBR against rating of 85.9 whenever he was have. targeted. That's ridiculously there way too high. There had have. some fundamental issues with tackling. The problem I saw the most with him is whenever there was like late plays where they were broke down, his footwork and he, he kind of got choppy and like didn't exactly know what to do. It would get him out of place sometimes. Like mm-hmm. whenever, but I understand. This like, game. I know exactly Texas. Yeah, that's that's game. exactly the one that I looked <laughs> not, at not like, oh, yeah. All day. Yeah, and he's had a lot of breakdown issues on that and just didn't really know what to do after the play got broke down. But he's a technician, like I'm being extremely picky again. Like I'm being picky with this stuff. So that's why
1: he gets my third round grade uh, at a five nine six one.
2: Yeah, as opposed to a Jaquan Brisker grade as a six five six six type grade. Really didn't like the change of direction either for him. That no. was the other huge thing for me. He's was that kind of, seemed like like of, he, would, he wasn't kind of like no, he's
1: the upright like, safety,
2: like a he's slow. A, yeah, like he wasn't okay. low enough really to get like you know what I mean, like moving right the way that he was supposed to move. But when you're 6'2", 200 pounds, it's not always easy to get low and stay low all the time. But he needs to learn to do that when he gets to the next level. And I, and I think
1: he's good. That's why I said for his skill set, I look at who he's got in front of him in Georgia, which did excel. Now, again, everybody has everybody gets picked on. Everybody does. Yeah. But what I see from him – on this Bears team is if you have to keep an Eddie Jackson and you put a Lewis sin next to him, they can play off of each other because he can tackle. Yeah. And he does have a nose for the ball. That's what I like about
2: him. (laughs) I think we have a new fan, JB. Our our friend, Brooke Violet came in and said that she, she asked what she missed. She's, she's asking Frank and Tony what she missed because she had to take a call. Well, can always go back and watch. And just so everyone listening that knows that is new, we are also on Spotify as well. If you're on Facebook, make sure to go to our Bears fans with a brain group. We've got over 11,000 people in that thing. It's hopping every day of the week, guys. It's it's crazy in there. Like we have some bad takes here and there. Everybody does. But as long as you're in there, as long as you're cordial, good. It's all about the debates. It's all about having a good time in there. That's what we're doing here as well. But JB, I have a couple other names for you. So I know two. I know two. You're gonna say. Do you? I do. You probably know one already because one is Dax Hill. Dax Hill is 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 a name that's on my list. But
1: the one that you're really gonna say is Smoke Monday.
2: Uh, see, I'm gonna shock you on that. I'm not. Don't say JT Woods. I'm not gonna say JT Woods. Okay, because I'm like I'm not ready for him yet. (laughs) I have I have some sneaky guys in here too. So. I'm going to give you my sneaky guys first, and then I'm going to give you the guy that I really like first. So a sneaky guy and <laughs> our buddy Chris Lentz, just so everybody else that's new that knows in he's asking what we're watching because Not every yet, week at the end of the show, we have a what are you watching segment where we talk about all the stuff we're watching on TV. We're talking Chris, about are you rushing us? He always is. That's how Chris is. Our Mo. Buddy Mo Beerman in there how are you buddy it's good to see you cheers I'm gonna play this real quick just for our buddy Mo Beerman because I know every time I do he's got a drink doesn't
5: anyone notice this I feel like I'm taking crazy pills
2: <laughs> drink up Mo drink up it's good to see you buddy but anyway um so some of my sleeper guys in here that I'm looking at one one in particular a third to fourth round guy. And this guy is, oh, wait, hang on. I'm Spotify. I already proved you guys even you don't agree. It makes up human Bears fans. We agree and we disagree, but we respect your point of view. Brooke, you're a thousand percent okay. right. That's exactly. And sorry I didn't read it all. I was kind of fast reading, but here's to you on that. Here's to us having a new fan. We love having you guys in. That's what this is all about, guys. It's about all of our opinions, it's about debating, it's about having a good time. and. Trying to help build this team, we Tony, all have. We not there goals. yet, Tony. We, we all have the same goals at the end of the day, and that's what it's about. So our buddy Tony here says that Marcus Williams from the Saints is a good young safety free agent. <laughs> I agree. We already kind of covered that. No, we're not there.
1: We gone. We're not there like, yet. We're, we're already
2: Thanks past that. But <laughs> one of my sleeper guys is Bubba Bolden from Miami. This kid's projected third to fourth round guy. Just hear me out on this kid. I'm not. I'm not saying he's he's a plug and play start guy, t- like tomorrow. But when I put the film on this kid, man, he's obviously big body, good, strong tackler, quick read guy. He's read and react like quick read and react guy. Pretty good ball skills too. Um, the big thing I noticed was he had some good pursuit plays. Like he can run stuff down. He doesn't have that elite elite speed. And I noticed he did four five back seven four five eight something like that 4-4-7, okay I knew he did I knew he yeah like not he's not a scrub um, he gets out of position a little bit too but this kid reminds me of Buddha Baker a lot Clemson game that was one that I watched I I watched uh what was the other one I watched that one I watched a little bit whenever they got their head kicked in by um who was it. I'm drawing a blank right now. I I watched another one where they got just demolished by somebody. I don't even so remember. I
1: Florida. watched Clemson. I watched Florida State. Was it Bama? Well, I didn't watch that one.
2: I it watched might have Clemson been the Bama game. I watched. I
1: watched Clemson. I watched Florida State, and then I had watched part part of the North Carolina game. Part. Yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing because I got tired. Um, I think you're on to something because he. he
2: he looked like Buddha Baker to me. Like he could kind of be that kind of dude. I like, say he doesn't do a lot of stuff wrong. Yeah.
1: But is he a is he a victim of being isolated because they just didn't have anything else around
2: him? I mean, maybe, maybe, but I, I don't know. Just like coaching up that that kind of size, speed, good. Another one I got for you, Brian Cook. Cincinnati six one. Well,
1: that whole Cincinnati secondary was was, was fire.
2: <laughs> I know I watched a lot of it's if if uh if the fans couldn't realize by now, I watched a lot of Cincinnati, yeah, because I noticed that throughout the year when I was just kind of peeking in. But another guy had really good underneath ability. He could just kind of like Eddie Jackson did on on uh, some of these highlights I showed you earlier. Good anticipation. Great anticipation. For Coming a safety, up. he played Not to throw his body very around well, either. though. Yeah. Like he for a safety, could, that was that was very telling. Throw his body around. Good footwork. Read and react guy. The cons for me, I mean, wrapping up was an issue. He was kind of leading with his body a little too much for me. He played high at times. Um, the downfield covered. It was kind of like Eddie Jackson in a way to me, except he threw his body around a little more. That was kind of the same kind of feeling that I got out of him. Um, obviously I looked up Kirby Joseph because he's an Illinois guy and you know how mm. I love Illinois. I, I I've, I've watched. Do. I don't really think he's going to work out for this team. I mean, he's got some great ball hawking skills. He's got a good size frame. He's six six one four five forty. 40. Let me tell you about him. Um, but he's a second, like a late second, third round guy. He can blitz off the edge too, but man, he needs a little bit of development time.
1: Let me tell you about Kirby, right?
2: Michigan State game again. Remember? Yeah.
1: <laughs> one of my Kirby, <laughs> Kirby has Kirby has instincts, but Kirby got lost a
2: lot. He did. That's 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 his issue that's, is that he needs coaching. Like he needs some yeah, coaching for it's not real gonna tough. be one of those guys that he's gonna come in and start right away, you know. And that's kind of why I'm like, eh, I don't think that's a great idea at that spot. I get it. But the guy For me, that I'm looking at the most is Jalen Freaking Petrie out of Baylor. He's got a second round grade right now. He's got foot four, four three forty.
1: They got two top tier DBs.
2: The kid just, he's a ball hawk. He blitzes well Mm -hmm. at the end. He can play all three levels. That's, he's more like Buddha Baker to me, honestly. Great, great speed, short passing plays. I mean, good against the run, instincts. Great. Well, you know new, who their
1: safeties were, right?
2: I don't remember the other kid's name. Him and I'm JT Woods. JT, there it is. Thank you. I so, did, yeah. That one was skipping. I I was trying to remember the other guy. In Big head Twelve the gave head.
1: Oklahoma some problems. Yeah. Yeah. Um, gave uh, best game was against um, Texas when Texas was like ranked twelfth or some something like that. Yeah. JT like they're very fast safeties. Like they're very fast. Like tracks. Track yeah. Speed pass. yeah, I just wonder about over-pursuit, and I worry about the deep ball because what I notice is <laughs> when they come down and then they try to – J.B., my
2: guy. I, you know, like they turn around – You and me. <laughs> Dude, we're there. We're all, I'm a 1,000% behind you. For me, for him, it was sometimes he was going for the big hit, Mm-hmm. Instead of wrapping where where he's like, he needs to pick his spots like a Jalen Britsker can do a little bit more. Um The other one, the deep ball for me, the deep ball coverage was kind of iffy for me at times. And getting off blocks, not I'm kind of nitpicking this one, but I noticed sometimes he couldn't get off the blocks very well either. But He's a guy that I really like for that strong safety role. He can play down low. He can play downhill. He can play all three positions. You can put yes. this cat at linebacker, and he could probably Absolutely. get the shit done. Like that's what I like. He he reminds me of a Buddha Baker, and that's the kind of versatile guy that I want in this defense. A guy that can be all over the field doing stuff, helping out, having good freakish athletic skills. Man, he he was one that I just could not get my eye off of. And that,
1: that is crazy because like. Watching them, and yeah. I didn't. I didn't think Baylor. You know, like I said, I I'm a nerd. I don't have really.
2: I didn't really watch a lot do. of Baylor, but, but I. But up it about so with the kid, and I'm like, I gotta go. watch. it's
1: Baylor and TCU, and it's the eleven o'clock game, and I just <laughs> order some wings and eat it, like I'm yeah, watching bit, you know, yeah, like, whatever. But when you put on the tape, the kid can play football. Yes, that's the only thing that I'm saying. Like we
2: break down these kids he just all the way looks down. Like- He's perfect for Matt Eberflus. Like it's, he fits that free flowing. I feel like that's what that hybrid do. Camper too. Yeah,
1: he does fit it. I do. I'm just and, I'm just worried about like you said, like the tackling. That's what I'm worried about.
2: But, but that's where you get Matt Eberflus in here, and I feel like this is a guy that Matt Eberflus is looking at, and, and he's like, oh shit, like I can I can fix that. I can fix that because you know that's what coaches do. JB, like all these coaches sit there and go. I can fix that. I can fix. Mitch Trubitsky's out there right now, and they're having bidding wars over this kid, and he can't throw him. the ball more than 10 yards, he's and they're out there your, throwing shit for him. Like He's going to
1: your boy Dable in the, in New York.
2: That's, that's the most obvious answer to me. It, that one was a no-brainer. As soon as I was like, wherever Dable goes, if it's not Chicago, because I wanted him here, but if it wasn't Chicago, I'm like, he's going to follow Brian Dable anywhere he goes. Cause he was, him and Dable were supposedly like this. Like he had a man crush on Mitch, but he also knew that he was up for a starting job too. And he, he needs that bridge quarterback and that's all he is. I don't think he's going to ever be that guy. He's going to be a bridge quarterback until they draft a the guy. It's going to be Daniel Jones versus Mitch Trubisky. And they're, they're going to fight over that bridge job. <laughs> That's the way I look at it. But we don't need to get into that as much. You won't.
1: But one, one more name before we move on.
2: Well, I've got another safety you got name for you, too. I, yeah, I have one I have more. Two it's two. Dalton Hill. We can talk about Dom Dalton Hill. Hill. No, no, no. I don't have
1: a with Dalton Hill. A Michigan
2: wrong. guy, six foot tall, second round, four three eight forty man. But this kid, he can play either safety spot as well.
1: Or, or linebacker.
2: He could definitely fit that. He might have to bulk up a little bit. He might have put some weight on, but he could definitely probably pull that off. The things that I noticed the most, I went back and I kind of nerded out on this one. Have you ever heard of the spark rating from, no. uh, Nike has a spark rating that they put out on all these college kids like every year. And it's basically every single, like almost every single uh, combine uh, drill like they have like all the major ones mm-hmm. that every player does and they add them all up together and then that guy that guy is the shit right <laughs> so this kid was number one on the spark rating and I think it's like 40 time I think it's cone bench vertical I yeah. think they might have another one in there I'm not a thousand percent sure but it's it's something I just noticed and I was like okay so out of everybody this kid in 2019 hit that mark, right? Great ball skills, read and react again, JB. Great mm-hmm. read and react guy, but I think his best play is in zone defense, and I think that would fit well in this system that we have—a zone defense type guy. Change of directions a problem though. Yep. Struggling with speed guys on man-to-man, but hopefully he's not playing a lot of man-to-man. That's why I think he's more of a zone type safety, and he gambles a lot. <laughs> but I'm it reminds me. A lot of Jabril Peppers. That's a good comp, and that's a name we didn't even bring up. Jabril Peppers is a free is going to be a free agent. He's going to be a free, but I don't. No. No. Okay. I, I just don't. <laughs> you just don't he's like all... him, man. Huh? No, he's always hurt. Like. He is. He is like he was a guy coming out of college where I, I mean, everybody wanted it. It was let's keep it real for Jabril. It was one of those things that, where teams were tanking for that, and he just and run out plays
1: safety, plays corner, nickel yeah. corner, plays linebacker. Same thing, but the pro- so with the thing with Dax, like I said, he's faster. Their four, four three eight is very enticing. Yeah, right. if he's available in the second round, here we go again.
2: That's where he's projected right now. If you. If that
1: 39th pick comes around, and he's there, you kind of have to take him, don't you?
2: I That's, that's what I'm struggling with right because now. Because we're still talking about, like, again,
1: <laughs> now that you have that 48th pick, you have some flexibility. True enough, right? Yeah. But... I don't want them to say, I have to get a linebacker. I'm sorry, I have to get a linebacker. I have to get a wide receiver. Like, I don't want them to have to go into that front. Because one thing we know for sure is the Bears track record when they're forced to take somebody, it's not been that good. Well, I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. <laughs> <laughs> i had to bring Dude, that one out of, out out of that direction. George, okay Okay.
2: i hear you man i hear you but there's there's a lot of intriguing guys jb i think for both of us me especially i want both of these drafts i want corners and i want safeties in this draft because i feel like it's deep enough to where we can get a solid guy in the second third round especially now that we've got multiple second round picks i would take free agency great and all, but there's just so many holes in this team and it we we have, to we have 30 some million in gap, but man, you got it. And Ryan Poles said it best. Ryan Poles said it better than I could ever say it. That's where he wants to build this team. He wants to build through the draft and he's going to look at second, third tier free agency. I, I, I keep saying this and I'm going to die in this Hill. I might be wrong now that they've got a little more money. They're not going to get any big splash guys. I've heard rumors that they're going to be aggressive on the offensive side of the ball in free agency, but that doesn't necessarily warrant to me that they're going to actually go for one of these top-tier free agents. I feel like this is more of a second-tier group for now, and then next year, we're playing with over $100 million. Right, Right, because that doesn't mean that
1: you have to... So you don't have to break the bank for the sake of getting a name. That's what I'm saying. Like when we talk to some of our other colleagues, like I'm not mad that the Chargers paid twenty million dollars for Mike Williams.
2: No, like sixty million guaranteed on that, right? Wasn't that or no forty? No, it was three years, sixty million, forty guaranteed. Forty guaranteed. I'm like,
1: and he's hurt. You got right? He's always heard. hurt. Like,
2: and then they went, years. and then they went, and they got a Cleo Mack, and supposedly. There was rumblings before that they were wanting Hicks as well, so they could maybe go after Hicks as well and reunite Mac and Hicks together along with Joey Bosa. That is a front. Hey, hey, I need
1: a first-round pick.
2: Good gravy. Well, well, no, he's a free agent now, so you're not getting anything. Oh, you said Hicks. I thought you said
1: Quinn. I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no,
2: no. No. They've got Bosa on the other side of the ball or on on the other side of that front now. They've got Mac and Bosa. They've they go get Hicks too. They've already got some decent guys there. Like Jesus, look out! But for that's them. what they were
1: lacking was in they their were.
2: defense. Their offense is fine. Now well, they need is for their head coach to know stop when going to time for out fourth out. Not. <laughs> down. <laughs> <laughs> yes, absolutely. Like dude, like stop going for fourth, fourth down. <laughs> please, please do. But right, we're not mad at
1: Juju. We're not, not. not. But Juju is not a. He's a second tier guy. He's not. So. What he's gonna be. I'm gonna touch on this real quick and we gotta I know we gotta wrap it up. Yep. I saw a lot of people clamoring for Tyler Lockett. Don't want
2: him. I'm good. I've said that numerous times on the Bears Facebook group. There, there's people in there clamoring for him. There's people clamoring for trading for a DK Metcalf. I don't even want to trade for DK Metcalf. I want to wait till next season. When we've got the money and we have extra draft capital, after we have an entire draft class that we don't trade up for and move and trade for other guys that are singular needs, when there's multiple problems, guys. What?
1: So polls needs to be a little stingy
2: with his draft capital right now. I think he will.
1: At I least for, at least for the next
2: two years might be. A lot of people saying he might trade back even.
1: I, don't, don't, don't,
2: don't do that. Don't, don't. I think it's he's good where he's at right now. I would I would go ahead now unless unless with that 39th pick, there's guys off the board that you're in love with, and you think that there's enough insurance on the other side with that 48th pick to trade back again to maybe later that round and then throw up another fourth round pick. Okay. You could maybe talk me into it, but I just think with that, with the seventh pick in the second round, there's still going to be guys that fall off that board, just like Tevin Jenkins did last year. There's going to be at
1: least four guys that we know that's going to fall because we know three quarterbacks are going to get taken in the first round that probably shouldn't. We know that. And then we (laughs) know that there's always one person that gets drafted that's like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. So with that being said, that's how that's how a Jaquan Brisker can fall in your lap.
2: Absolutely. That's what I'm that's what we're hoping that if you no. <laughs> like, wait, <laughs> that's
1: you, what we're saying. You don't have that's a pick in hoping. the first round. So unless you unless you unless you double in those picks to go up and get sauce. No.
2: Yeah. All right. You've got Stand a couple back. top 50 picks now. Let's Let's go out. Let's make something about it. But we're going to move on now, and we're going to take a quick commercial break. We're going to hear from the John Darren team.
0: Hi, I'm Jonathan Darren, licensed real estate broker with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group in Homer Glen. Are you looking to buy or sell? Have you been disappointed in the past? The Jonathan Darren team with Cobble Banker Real Estate Group focuses on providing you with a concierge level of service during the process of buying or selling. We are a service oriented team with a fresh and professional approach to selling real estate. Our goal is to combine knowledge, skills, and passion to exceed our clients' expectations, and most of all, we truly care. We are a knowledgeable real estate team focused on offering expertise and innovative solutions for our clients. The Jonathan Darren team has five full-service real estate brokers and a dedicated full-time marketer servicing all of Chicagoland. We will customize a detailed plan around your timeline for a sale, purchase, investment, estate, or other needs. Real estate transactions can be stressful, but don't need to be. Let us handle it for you. Visit our website, homesbyjdt.com or call 708 308 1938 today expect better in real estate choose the jonathan darren team
2: and that was a quick word from our sponsor the john darren team out at homer Glen, guys if you're looking for a house in the chicagoland area i know a guy who's pretty good he knows what he's doing man he's a humble guy he just wants to get you the best deal around so make sure to go to homesbyjdt.com and now got a question for you jb
1: This is What Are You Watching, brought to you by the Chicago Clubhouse and the
0: 1252 Sports Chicago Network.
2: And this is what are you watching? Brought to you by the John Darren team. JB, what are you watching? What are you watching?
1: So, of course, you know I watch. <laughs> <laughs> I, I haven't seen. Just doesn't it.
2: feel the same without Warwick, you know. <laughs> not, and I'm Warwick's big smiling face. Whenever we play this, guys, is is the best. I absolutely love the segment. So bro.
1: full 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 transparency. I have not seen Batman.
2: Oh. I'd need to so bad. I have everyone I'm, and their mother telling me how amazing it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I am I'm, wanted to go yesterday, yesterday go. after do. work, and then I was just like, I'm too damn tired. I don't have anybody to go with. <laughs> I was going by my damn self. <laughs> so was I. My girlfriend's like, I don't really want to go. It, it's it's not going to be like the dark night. I'm just like, come on. Really?
1: It's darker is what I hear. But That's
2: what I keep hearing.
1: Anyway. <laughs> so, of course, I'm watching Bel Air. But I'm watching this show called F-R-O-M. Called F- R-O-M. It's on Epics. Okay. It is Basically, the premise is these people from all over the country have <laughs> came some kind of way in this road or tree or whatever just happens to appear. So basically, okay. they all get into this town where they cannot leave and there's these these ghosts of dead people that turn oh. into monsters and start killing people. Oh, I
2: like that. So right,
1: so you have to have like this talisman and you know, it, it it's a little quirky but it's I'm watching it like oh shit.
2: Yeah. I I kind of have one of my second what are you watching is kind of a quirky uh thing. It's um I watched this show the other night. It's called, uh, what, what was it? It was, uh, um, I just forgot the name of it. Uh, completely forgot the name of it. I'll get back to it. <laughs> but the other one was um, Pieces of Her. It's this show on Netflix that just came out. I can't remember the actress's name either. Really good actress. But it's about this mom and her daughter who's like, she's, she's, she's just turning 30. And she kind of doesn't know what she's doing with her life. Like she's like a security guard or like she works for a police department, but she's not really a cop. Like she's like the desk girl mm-hmm. or something. And like her, like she lives with her mom and like her spare room or her spare like house that she's got in the back or something. And they're just regular family. She's her. The mom is actually a divorcee. Her husband's like her ex-husband's still kind of around, but then her and her daughter go out on their 30th on her 30th birthday okay. and they go to this diner and eating and it goes insanely crazy like that quick it, it, it goes from zero to 100 in the first episode like crazy and then it basically there's like um i don't want to give all, everything away but there's no do tell basically like <laughs> this guy in there, he kind of freaks out and he shoots some people and the mom does some stuff and Mm -hmm. the daughter kind of hides back. And then the mom's like telling the daughter she needs to leave immediately and move out that night. And like, you just don't understand what's going on. And then they kind of break down the daughter's journey of what's going on. And then you start getting the backstory of the mom and it, it gets kind of crazy that like she finds out that her dad was this like crazy like like i don't know the right word for it but her family was like this really big political family and this this guy came in and met her mom and he kind of ruined their whole thing and it's a it's a twist and turn show the other one was uh uh two second horror stories was that's another one that's it's i believe it's on the cw originally but it's on netflix as well now and it's just like 20 minute stories of like these like crazy twists and turn type horror dark stories they're kind of out there (laughs) they're a little bit out there like the one i watched was these it was these two old ladies that were like going after each like they lived together and they had this giant huge mansion house and it was like a hoarding maze (laughs) <laughs> and they they started fighting because one of them finds out that the other one's been hiding information about her son calling and all that and then she does something to her and then she does something back to her and she does something back to her and there's this crazy twist at the end and it all comes around it's it's a little different it, it, it was out there I watched a, a couple episodes of that but that's what I've been watching and I still have to go watch the new South Park of course <laughs> Because <laughs> you guys know me, <laughs> so
1: I've been corrected by SB.
2: What's the name of that show again, JB? Because
1: from F R O M, and it's on from Epics E P I X. I think I may have slipped and said epic. It's oh. Epics E P I X. No, this is a show.
2: It's a show. Yeah. Yeah, it's a show, bro. It's, know what yes. show it was, but yeah, this was it's, it's it on
1: epics. E P I X. I still haven't watched Bel Air Epix? either, though. Whatever. I, like I
2: I've been scrolling by the Bel Air, and I keep wanting to get in on it, and I just keep scrolling by it again. I'm definitely gonna get to that one soon. And Terrence, no, I'm not watching love stories with Lavender Bubble Bass. That's not what I do.
1: <laughs> that's so not because how I read is not here. We will not talk about the Kenobi trailer.
2: No, I oh yes. <laughs> oh my lanta. Yes. <laughs> that one, holy cow. I'm gonna I'm so excited for it. Oh boy. <laughs> so excited for it. Just so everyone here that knows, we are super big nerds, even when it comes to football and when it comes to dumb stuff like like comic books shows and we're all in every day on Marvel. We're all in on DC rolling and all that stuff man so just just don't forget and I'm sorry dark specter but I don't think Hallmark slaps I'm not a big Hallmark guy sorry <laughs> just not gonna happen but is that all you're watching JB That is
1: all I'm watching right now because like I don't know what the Bulls are doing
2: Ugh They're I'm... beating bum teams barely they're not they're not sharing the basketball again DeMar when it's coming to playoff time, DeMar's going to turn into this old Kobe Bryant that shoots the ball too much. That's and what who doing.
1: told you the coach was not for this team? Who told you that?
2: Yeah. You and Chris Edgerton told me too, as well. Chris Edgerton called that one out too, as well. And I was like, <laughs> well, wait a minute, wait a minute. And the more that I watched that system with them, man, the more I'm like, these two were spot on with this team, man. But let's wait again. Alex, Alex Caruso is back at practice, full contact. Let's see how that goes. Patrick Williams is back at practice with full contact as well. Down the road, Lonzo Ball is going to be here soon. So let's hope by playoff time, we're strengthy enough to get to the second round and lose. (laughs) Because that's probably what I think we're going to be. But it is what it is. Yeah, it's... It's sad. They need to figure out what they're doing with Vooch because Vooch seems like the guy in the system that just doesn't fit. He's the square peg round hole guy, man.
4: Well,
1: I'll say this. Oh,
2: March Madness. Yeah. Completely Not, well, I didn't even think about that. Thank no,
1: you. No, 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 no. No, no. We did. This is conference tourney week.
2: Uh, yeah. Yeah, but still, like next Thursday. I consider this still. Like I right. love conference tourney. I I Absolutely. watched a little bit been, of a uh, Syracuse Duke today. It's I, I watched already a been some upset of it. Like, yeah, it's
1: already been some upsets. I love like, it. Yeah, love next it. Thursday, hey. I turned into Jimmy the Greek. Yep. Get my
2: get my uh, brackets going. <laughs> you know? Good luck. Good luck on that. But I think that's it. JB, hey. you got any got any closing words? Any any? We'll do some shout outs real quick.
1: Well, you know what. Normally we don't do shoutouts. So so everybody. A few minutes. First of all, the chat. Oh
2: my god! I need like, to get a moderator, just so because I'm doing all this other stuff. I think I need to get a moderator. Just to I do see new
1: friends. I see old friends.
2: Love it. I see
1: people that I didn't think were friends. <laughs> oh, it's a hey, love that keep it going. I love the banter. I love the inter, the, the inter conversations.
2: <laughs> love it. Let's go. Keep it up, guys.
1: You know, so this is, this, this is what we're talking about. Like, guys, we don't stress this enough. We're here for you. We love talking bears. but yeah. We're going to talk bears like we need to talk bears. And they're going to talk bears like these high priced billion dollar networks are going to talk bears and give you just a tidbit of crumbs of BS that you already may or may not care about. Hard. We're going to break it down. That's first and foremost. Secondly, I see some old family friends in here. My moms. Hey, it's always good. It brings a tear to my eye. It's good to see people supporting you. We can't do this without you. Where we're going, we're taking everybody. That's why we urge you all. Call in. Comment. Hell, when we put the link in, put the questions in. Jump on. We'll give you 7, 10, 8 minutes, whatever it is. Jump on with us. We love this.
2: We're going to have fan appreciation shows coming this off season too, guys. If you haven't seen them, you can go back and watch some of our old fan appreciation shows. We don't hold back with them. We let them go. Absolutely. Whatever you got to say, please. And a quick
1: moment of silence. Maybe, A.B., if we can get like five seconds. Absolutely. Everybody, please send your prayers and your love to Warwick Holman and his family right now especially his mom. He's in a situation right now with her. Um, We're not able to uh, at liberty to divulge much information, but just know that they need our prayers right now. We miss our brother. He's one of the reasons why we do this and why we're so successful doing this. So just prayers and blessings and, and all the love that you can muster out to that brother and his family.
2: and said it much better jb honestly i could not say it much better the prayers out throughout with warwick we missed you tonight man absolutely love having him with here with us man it's it's not the same without him me and jb hold it down as much as we can but we miss our guy man and prayers to you warwick we love you we hope everything's going good you are in all of our thoughts 100 percent Warwick. and i gotta say I don't think I could even say much better than what you said about the fans tonight, JB. These guys are killing it in here. Dark Spectra's back. Love having you back. Frank, the Tank, our buddy, he's in here all the time. We know Frank. My buddy Chris Land's Terrence even chimed in. We never see Terrence yes, chimed in. Love <laughs> <it that> T-Nick <laughs> even chimed in on this, man. We love it. Joe Ryan, a buddy of mine. Avid, avid Bears fan. He messages me all the time about questions. We have Great conversations about it. That guy knows his football. He knows what he's talking about. Moms, we love you, as always. You are A1, number one from day one, and you always will be. Man. Did you
1: see what she just said?
2: What? Great show tonight, and I'm oh. glad Mac is No, <laughs> she said that a while ago. Oh, I went and oh. Found her. Yeah, no, I just went and found it. Our buddy Devin Thomas came in here tonight awesome job with him had some great conversation with him he asked a good question about some of the rookie guy or some of the yes. safeties that were coming up in free agency our buddy tony perkins was in here tonight asking tons of good questions my buddy mike hughes who i messaged to come on the show with us tonight missed out he messaged me i'm not sure what he said yet but he missed out on a good one he could have had a good conversation with us tonight man mo Bierman. Got you in there again, man. Love seeing you in there. You better be drinking, Mo Beerman. That's all I gotta tell you right now. You know he is. (laughs) (laughs) Oliver Chapman, my buddy in here. Love Oliver. Love what he brings. He mentioned on when I made the post about Mac, he's like, You called it, Brand. What's up next? What's the next move that we're making? And guys, we will keep breaking these moves down for you. We'll make sure that we're going to do this for you the right way and the 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 only way we know how. But I think. The number one fan tonight, and I don't even think it's close. Is Brooke Violet? You. <laughs> it was the most random thing that popped in. We're glad to have you. Glad that you're a new member of Bears fans with the Brain Family. Make sure, make sure to jump in our Facebook group. Make sure to jump on Twitter. We're on here now, guys. We have, we're actually starting a face or um a Twitter group. Um, I have a couple guys heading that up as well to start getting conversations, possibly maybe even voice conversations that you can do on Twitter where it's, it's almost like a show, but you let other fans voice debate with you on there. Oh. That's, that's something we can look, look into for the future guys. We're going to break down tape the best we can. Obviously I don't have all the best tools yet, but we're working on that down the road and what better guys to do it with than a former bears player every week that, this isn't normal works normally here with us we'll have him breaking down film talking to other bears guys coming on to break down more film with us man it's going to be a fun off season guys please make sure that you check it out man because it's what we do we're the best kept secret around (laughs) that's what everybody (laughs) tells me at least i don't know but for me for my buddy jb and for all these fans i just got to keep going down here good lord they're all over here We love you. We appreciate you. Make sure that you're going to check out all of our good shows on the Chicago Clubhouse Network, as well as the 1252 Network. We've got great shows on there, guys. Don't miss them out. We have former guests on every, or former players on every Tuesday on the the Chicago Clubhouse Podcast. We've got female-oriented shows with She Said What She Said. They do great jobs over there. CJ Scott Podcast. They do great jobs in there. 1252, we've got Fat Mike. We've got former ESPN, Chicago, Fred Hubner. We've got, got David Schuster, my buddy, Mike Hughes, who was in the chat. Awesome show. We've got Jacob Charnel, my buddy, Harry, the Greek with the bets. It's the place to be now, guys. We're slowly coming, and we can't do it without you. So we love and support you. We want the same back from you. Love and support, man. Respect to all you guys, and bear down. Bear down. Later.